two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I wonder how long Sarge can hold that pose. <clears throat> I, thought, I thought his computer crashed, then I saw him blink. Uh, those of you <clears throat> that don't know who we are, I'm 30 and still gaming. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I'm afraid to say too much. The computer's working. <laughs> well, now you've jinxed it. Now you've absolutely jinxed it. Uh, on today's show, we have a ton, a ton of information, a ton of uh, news stories. Now, this is me not complaining, okay? We had 92 submitted stories, <clears throat> 92 submitted stories. And obviously, the the heading of the show is a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. It's not 92 of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way, because <clears throat> there's just, it, it's impossible to to go over it all but we have a lot of topics to talk about today uh, we're gonna be talking about microsoft we're gonna be talking about uh people can fly we're gonna be talking about a little bit of playstation we're gonna be talking about uh a codec a bit we have uh lots of microsoft information lots of lots of microsoft uh talk we're gonna be talking about video games in the uh, video, uh and oscars we're gonna be talking about um <clears throat> we're gonna be talking about uh not anthem uh marvel a little bit um what else are we talking about? We're talking about Battlefield. We got lots of uh, numbers, speculation. We're going to be talking about EA. Okay, EA. Uh, what else are we talking about? We might be talking about Godfall. Uh, Days Gone. And I believe that's about the round about what we're, we're all talking about. Oh, E3 and Apple. So we got we got a couple of stories. Oh, esports. We got a story about esports as as well. So that's on the docket. If you guys are new here, this is Generation X Gaming. Again, weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. right here on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to the past broadcasts over here on YouTube or on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. Um, that's it. And you can go above and beyond if you just hit that subscribe button down below. It's free. Okay, and if you want to go above and beyond that, you can hit the join member button, which pays $4.99 a month to help us out over here on 30 and Still Gaming. $4.99 a month's not bad, considering we do four of these shows a month, right? So it's like $1.25 a $1.25 episode just for this. And we do live streams and we do a whole bunch of other 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 stuff as well. So um <clears throat> First better than ESO plus. That's right. So that's good. We don't have unlimited bag space or ten percent. Ten percent. We have, but we have unlimited bullshit. That's right. You get an unlimited bullshit of 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 topics and rants. That's unlimited. That's part of uh, thirty uh, thirty uh, unlimited. There, there you go. All right. One of the first stories I want to talk about is uh, Marvel Avengers. Right. Uh, it 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 it's out. It's been out. Eight months, they're they're fixing some stuff, right? I like the game, I love the game, I really enjoy the game. Uh, they came out their their war tables today, okay. And there's three topics or three bullet points that they they brought up. I brought this up at the end of my stream today, right? So these are three things I want to talk about. But the last one 
I'm going to kind of speculate and go into a little bit more, and then I have another story attached to this, right? So Marvel Avengers, we're almost ready to give you the details on the post-level 50, pro, uh, 50 progression mean, what pro, level 50 progression means. We want level 50 heroes to continue gaining XP, but in the more focused way that allows further customization, period. Okay, so that's the, that's the topic one. Uh, bullet point two, I mean, uh, we're working on ways to allow players to be able to select the number of companions that come in with them on the mission, more updates to follow. I like this one because the way I'm reading it is I can go in either by myself, maybe two people, two people on my team, three people on my team, or have a full squad if I'm playing solo, right? So I find that interesting because there's a lot of times that you can't complete stuff because your NPCs are murdering everything and you can't you can't kill anybody because your NPCs are killing people. I know this is a small problem because I'm in the one percenters and I have all my characters maxed out and they're all, all like gods, which it should be because they're heroes. And then there's the last one. Okay. In our in our tuning of the Omega level threats, one thing we want to address is the ability to one-shot kill bosses and ensuring that these fights are challenging to high power level heroes. Now this one this one hits me a little weird because all my heroes right now none of my guys can like one one kill a boss, one tap a boss. Which boss are you referring to? Any boss. There's people that can one tap every boss in the game. I'm talking about you're talking about like I'm talking about Taskmaster, Taskmaster? I'm talking about Abomination, I'm talking about the super adaptoid. Yeah, one one shot. They can one shot. One shot. One shot. Yeah. And I don't think that's a problem. Okay? Here's here's the reason. I don't think it's a problem because if I find the gear that has the random rolls on that piece of gear that drop to make my gear that godly, then I should be able to use it, right? Like, it's RNG within RNG within RNG to get that piece, right? Now, if you could do the battery of... That's called the lottery. Right, right. It's the lottery, right? To get that piece to then be powerful enough to just one, one tap a guy, right? And if you know the stats and what to do, you you can get it done, right? You should feel like a, a superhero. Like, you're a superhero. Okay. Go ahead, Sarge. What are you going to say? Go ahead. Okay. So, the Omega Le Threvel, this has been delayed. Okay. The Omega Level Threat has been delayed. The Cloning Labs has been delayed. Okay. There's nothing in the game right now that challenges my heroes. I can literally walk around with Hulk and go... Uh, like like a fucking seal is that called is that called the patty cake it's called the patty cake or the clap like i like to call it the clap hulk gives the clap to everyone and everyone dies it's, it's poetic okay so hulk can just go around killing it now I, I can't one tap i can't one tap a boss but my guy's not built for that he's built basically to take everyone else out as fast as possible to get through the board so we can get to the boss and fight nothing kills me the only thing that kills me is the health glitch which they have yet to uh, talk about or fix or tell us when it's going to be fixed. Now, the Omega, le uh, the Omega level threats, okay, I have an issue with this last thing because I don't believe they can make it hard content. They can't make hard content, so what they're going to do is they're going to nerf the heroes in the game because they can't make the content hard enough for the characters that are in the game. Do you see what I'm saying, Sarge? They're adjusting, they're adjusting the Omega level threats to address the ability of one-shot kills, meaning there could be phases. Meaning, here you go, it's just like Destiny's supers, right? I pop my super, all of a sudden the guy pops his phase, and it, it's, it's a wasted super, right? It's a waste. What do you, what do you think about this, this, uh, this third bullet point? All right, well, I can, I can only see, 
I can only say so much because I have deleted it from my hard drive. However, I have experience in these games, so I'm allowed to comment on it. My first question is, actually my first statement is, is that the game developers develop the game this way. Right. Like these things are in the game because they programmed it to be in the game. So the ability to find gear in which turn that if you grinded long enough has the ability to one-shot current bosses in their own game, right? That is not an issue. That is a programming decision. Right. Right? So then if I'm supposed to worry about it, like they seem to be worrying about it, then I have a couple questions. Question number one, did you game test this at all for Endgame? The answer is no. No. Right? Did you make any kind of scaling of damage in this game? So when things like this happened, all you have to do is really like scale up the damage, you know, not so much as like make a boss more squishy or, or grindy for more hit points, but like percentage of damage. There's a slider. Is that in the game? No, no, there's not. So in basic terms, you didn't have the tools in place to allow end game to occur without a major overhaul happening in the middle of the game cycle, which has only been, I'm sorry, seven months? Uh, almost eight, yeah. Okay. Just, just past eight, so, I believe. On top of that, it's a game for you. It's a game for you. You're playing the game, right? It's not PvP. I'm not in a competition. I'm not in the Olympics. I'm playing a superhero game all by myself in my house. Right. Right? If I'm smashing bosses with one shot, my answer to that is make some new bosses. <laughs> put them in there so I can't right. one shot them. Right? Make a new boss. Give them a shield. Put something on there. Put him in the game, make me feel bad that I have to fight him, and he kicks my ass, even though I should be a god. And then I go up and grind more to find the gear to kick his ass. That's the whole point of the game. So I'm still waiting for the complaint. What? What's the complaint? Well, the I got too good. The I got too good at the game. They is, is that the best you got? But, I got too. Good well, at the I think game? it's funny because they say in the beginning, in the very beginning before the game came out, they said the content's going to be super hard, super hard. It's going to be a very big challenge. Nothing has. You struggle a bit. Not to say that, and I'm speaking for the one percenters, right? I'm speaking for the one percenters because that's what I am. I'm in the one percentile. Okay. There's nothing that's been a challenge. Challenge four. Now, Heather says like she doesn't like to get her ass kicked during the actual game. And I understand that. And that's why there's different challenges. There's challenge one, two, three, and four, right? If you want to be super casual, you don't want to get your face kicked in during anything. There's there's a there's a mode for you. There's challenge one, two, three, and four. If you get bored with that, you can move yourself up. Now, challenge four is supposed to be the most difficult. My character right now, with the build that I have, can kill everything in the game. So instead of making more harder content that I can't kill, they're, they're basically, I feel like they're going to be nerfing us. And nerfing us by either doing phases or making them bullet sponges, even though there's no bullets. But you know what I mean, like hit, hit, hit sponges. I, I feel like they don't have an answer to make harder content. So their answer is to make us less powerful or make us feel less powerful, which is kind of weird considering we're superheroes and we're supposed to be able, feel like godlike, especially with, I don't know, a god like Thor or a god like Hulk or, you know what I mean? It's still, it's still a fundamental fail in the programming of the product. You didn't see that coming. You didn't see the fact that the things that you put in the game, the gear that you put in the game. So basically, if, if, I, if I go through this, so basically they made gear and they put random values on it. There's a random number generated, randomized <clears throat> values. Right. And then nobody paid attention to what the random numbers would end up being eventually, right? At the highest end of the game. So that somebody who played the game a lot, like the 0.001% of you, right? Who got massive gear, 
and can one-shot bosses. Nobody looked at that. Nobody thought that, well, no one's going to play the game that much, so we could just throw this in there, and we'll worry about it later, right? And now later has come, right? That's Later's already come. Seven months later is later now? Right. I, it, it, it just shows, regardless of how good you think the game is, that it was not it was not game tested for what they were trying to do with the game that you have right now. It was not tested. Right. Now, as far as the as far as the um the XP goes with the 50, I, I'm interested with that. I said something earlier today where if, if it's a paragon system, I feel I feel like it's I want I want to know how they're implementing this. Like if I get uh over 50 and I go to 51, even though I stay at 50, but I, I leveled up and I have one point, where do I get to spend that? Like what are they what are they gonna implement in this game? to change the system where after 50, I get 51, 52. Is it the champion point system like an ESO? Is it the Paragon system in other, other games? You know what I mean? Like, but, but that would mean a complete restructuring yes. of the actual powers of the character. Right. We're talking about a whole over. Right. So where does that point go? Does it go into one of my pieces where instead I have vitality uh, at, at, at 59, now I can make it 60 and make that like you're more powerful. Is it stuff towards that? I don't know. These are interesting things they're going to tell us, and we'll, we'll follow it closely. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because Marvel did hire, Crystal Dynamics did hire somebody, okay? They, the person they enlisted is to help with the game. Is, his name is Brian uh, Wagano. Waganer? It's uh, W-A-G-G-O-N-E-R. Waganer? Okay, he was formal Marvel Heroes game designer. Okay, now, those of you that don't know what Marvel Heroes was, it was an MMO, which is probably one of my favorite games. I really did love Marvel Heroes, and it closed down um, back in 2017. Now, what he says, he comes in and says, well, the time has come, and I can finally announce that at the end of this next month, I'll be leaving EA Sports and joining Crystal Dynamics as a system designer. Okay, on Marvel Avengers. Now, Brian does says on, on, on Twitter, he says, I'm really excited to join the team and help them build new systems, features for the game. Now, he also follows up with this tweet. Okay, he's a veteran game designer, revealed that he, he uh, once again, he would never work on a Marvel game, but now he's back with them. Okay, now one thing that said that they convinced him, okay, he said it convinced me to take the job was the leadership at Crystal Dynamics is telling me to give the honest feedback about the game and its issues, okay, and telling me, that there are no egos in the room, which I do believe that because the way Phil talks and stuff on the, on the, I don't think they have an ego. I think they understand, but I, I think they're lost. And I think they're bringing this guy in to help with this. Right. So he did say what he needed to say and they were very re respective of him and his suggestions. So he's very excited to get in on this game. Now, bringing in a person like this in that worked on Marvel heroes, Marvel heroes had a pretty good system. Um, it had its flaws and stuff, but overall as an MMO, I thought it was a better game than DC DC Universe Online. I thought it was a, a better MMO, but it got bought out or shut down because yeah, of problems. You, but did you play it? Did you play yes. the, the Superior one? Okay, so you saw what could have been fixed incrementally over time to make that game better. But it it's did. Like they, they did. But they, get, but they give up. They give up too fast the, because the if they don't have their population stuff, yeah. back, that's it. Yeah. So him coming over, I feel... Can one guy change a lot of things? Yes, I believe one person can change a lot of things by telling people, look, this is the way you have to do it. Like, sort of if they listen to Diablo designer, game designer, when building loot systems, he, he wrote it out for them. He's like, this is what you need. Stop hiding loot from people. Give them more loot, right? Like, this is what you should do. And other game designers are like, no, we know better, right? They, they learned their lesson with Diablo, and that's why they, Diablo has been successful over the years with sequels after sequel, okay? So... Hopefully, 
with this game moving forward, Marvel Avengers, I hope they do get better because of this gentleman coming in and kind of cleaning house and telling them, look, this is what we need to do. And hopefully with these bullet points that they're talking about with the companions, uh, you know, could do solo, uh, doing the, the uh, Paragon system of some type. And then also, I don't really like them nerfing us to make the bosses feel t- tougher, but we'll see what happens with that. So that's that's where we'll leave it. I just want to bring up the, that Brian... Uh, Logano is, is, is coming so they're, on. They're, pull, they're pulling in a guy that worked on a superhero game beforehand, basically. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and so, so is this is this the last minute hail mary before no. Avengers becomes Anthem? No, I don't. I don't believe so. Even though they're bringing this person in, like even Anthem had a two year life cycle, right? Three year life cycle almost. So even if this is on the look, I do believe this is coming to Game Pass. I do believe it's going to be free to play Without at some point. Just the way the wording was. We, when, should, we when should probably we should probably just take bets. I, I, I the way they worded point. the word the way they worded the Wakanda expansion. If you own the game, then it's free with you. Why wouldn't you own the game? Is there a way that not to own the game and also play the content? You know what I mean? Like the wording there tells me later this year they're going to announce. Maybe they'll announce it at E3. Something along the lines of that. Um, so yeah, that's Marvel Avengers. Okay. Uh, next story I want to talk about is uh, is Microsoft. Okay. There, there's a couple of stories about Microsoft I want to talk about. Um, Microsoft is uh, reevaluating uh, revitalization, revitalization. Okay. Revital, revitalizing. Revitalizing yeah. their their uh, their PC store. Okay. They're they're going they're 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 putting their chips more into the Windows store microsoft store on pc because they see that there's something there because there's a 3.5 million people or or something like that that have pcs and then they, they want more people to go through the microsoft store right now the microsoft store let's just let's just call it what it is it's it's a crap store but then again a lot of the online launchers and other stores are also crap so it's just in a a league of their own of being a crap in their in their section right um so one of the one of the gentlemen that talks about the the revitalization of it, his name is Dan, Daniel Ahmed. All right, and on Twitter, this story was uh, submitted by by Wheezy. Uh, so it says Microsoft's lowering its t- its take rate twelve percent on its PC store, and it's about creating the same dynamic that Xbox has on console. Okay, they want to bring more games into the Microsoft store. They want to strengthen the Game Pass on PC. They want to drive spending in the Microsoft store with discounts or for Game Pass subs. Okay, position Xbox as a PC platform as well. Okay, Xbox owns a storefront for its console platform, and it also earns a cut of all third-party content sales. But Xbox as a console platform has a limited audience, whereas the PC and mobile have a larger potential audience. Same with xCloud, right? It's got a higher potential. That's why Game Pass is very successful. Uh, Right now, Steam is the largest storefront on PC, and Microsoft is looking to get into that. Now, as per the first tweet, this moves in and about the strengthening, just not the Game Pass, but Microsoft's store offering overall. It gives devs a reason to support the Microsoft store and acquire more PC players through the Game Pass that drives them to the Microsoft store for additional content purchases. Okay. Ultimately, the end goal here is to create an un- uh, a unified Xbox offering across all devices, plus xCloud with cross-play, plus progression, etc. Xbox has a strong offering on console, but it's also... a PC offering needs to work on and mobile. Cloud is still early on, and the challenge is making them all work together. So, what do you think, Sarge, of of Microsoft 
they're 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 investing into the Microsoft Store. They're reevaluating it. They're revitalizing it. They're they're changing the way it looks. They're trying to make the storefront better. They they're trying to make it basically compete with Steam, the largest uh, you know. And there's also GOG out there that also has, which is CD Projekt Red's uh, uh, store on the internet. Then you have Epic, right? So they're all trying to fight for this. Well, my, my here's here's my dilemma with this this kind of conversation. They they spent pretty much the better part of a decade getting rid of the middleman, right? Developers and publishers spent 10 years getting rid of the middleman. No more computer stores that sell games. No more GameStop that sells games. Can't buy PC games in GameStop anymore. Like, so basically you got it to where they're digital and it's in their house. Now, all of a sudden there's a competition for digital middlemen that we make stores that we go to, to buy the games that the developer made. I'm I'm still confused on this. I, the whole point of getting rid of those stores was so that when developers made a game, they put it on their own platform, they sell it, and they make all the profit by eliminating the middleman. Now we're back to square one again. Well, it's just a digital version. I'm at, confused. And they're the middleman, right? They've, they've they've I'm confused. Yeah. Well, instead of Xbox using GameStop or Target or Walmart as the middleman, right. now they but, made their own so, store to make them the middleman so they get more percentage off of the thing. So then I understand my purpose in life. My purpose in life is to start a GoFundMe page, okay, to start a company that builds sites for developers to sell their own shit, and we get rid of the whole middleman thing. That's it. That's what we should be doing. I'm tired of listening to all these other people getting their cut. I love the I love the phrase, their cut, because we provided the uh, the doorway for your product to be sold. Right. You, you're telling me that the developers can't have a server in their fucking building and sell and sell their own products? I'm. It, it hurts my brain. It hurts my brain. I have to go back and take another business class for 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 computers. I, I, otherwise, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. They're battling. They're battling over cuts of digital sales in a store. I, I don't. I don't get it, man. Well, I don't get it. It says they're also. It says they're lowering the the cost of it, right? So, they're they're giving twelve percent. They're so basically, it's in in. Epic did that, right? Epic gives like eight percent or eleven percent. For holding my file in, for holding my file in a server. Because yeah, how would they? How 12, would twelve percent? Yeah, because it used to be thirty. It used to be thirty yeah, percent, right? Now, if you're using if you're using their servers, I mean, if you're using their engine. Epic gives you eight percent. If you're not using their 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 engine, it's twelve percent, right? It's the best one in the in the in the market. Now, obviously, with competition, you have to you have to compete. You can't just have a monopoly on something and be like, oh, I'm the best. Like Steam, I, Apple, right? Well, Steam Steam lowered theirs, I believe, a little bit, but I don't think they're competing with Epic as far as that. But Steam is still the largest platform. And Sweeney, we heard last week or two weeks ago that he spent three hundred and fifty million dollars just to to lose. With free games, right? And that's chump right. change for them. They don't care. They're just they're just right. looking to get more more viewership and eyes on their thing. This is where I think Microsoft actually wins in this category, right? Because Epic is in Epic. The long run. In the long run. Short and long. Because Epic is only on PC. The Epic launcher is only on PC. Steam is only on PC. Okay. Microsoft Store is on PC, but then they also have their own Xbox. Right, which is all devices basically. Right, they have all the devices covered. They have the mobile, they have the PC, they have the console. So you're right. In the long run, they're in better position here to start making a dent into Steam. Now, what you have to do is you have to try to convince the people that are on the on the PC for the last thirty years that use Steam, 
okay, for the last 25 years, 30 years, that they need to get away from Steam so they can use the games on, on, on the PC on their Microsoft store. Well, how do you do that? Well, well you got to give them a Game I, Pass. You got to give them the yeah, Ultimate. Yeah, but I don't believe, but, but the, the, the argument I hear all the time, especially when they're talking about online stores, is they, people have all these these launchers and they're they're so upset that they have so many launchers on their desktop because when they when they look for games they just want to go to one location so they can find all the games in the same spot because going to other places by moving your finger around on a mouse to look for other locations is too too complicated like i don't understand that part of it either like people actually defended the fact that there's too many launchers i don't want too many stores to look at i just want all the games to go in one spot and then you want to know why there's a monopoly on prices it, well, people people are, are, are funny because, for instance, like when I moved from Twitch over to, to YouTube, all they had to do was type in YouTube instead of no, Twitch. No, I get it. But it's a huge – they're like, I'm not going to do that. That's too much of an effort, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's just what it is, right? It's to take your finger to go from here and move your mouse to this to open up Epic or open up Microsoft Store or open up Steam – that's a big that's a big thing. But it's not even that. It's about it's about the people. Look, if they have 50, 100, 200, 300 games in their Steam library, why are they going to rebuy those games on Microsoft? Right? So they have to why, they, they have why to, am I rebuying games at all? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that so they have to make exclusive titles. They got to make something for you to leave Steam to come over to the Microsoft Store or to get the is Ultimate it, Game Pass. Is it, is it really leaving Steam? Are you leaving it? Well, is that the way? Is that the way the approach is? You're leaving it. Well, you have to get them. Yeah, because it's all competing in time, right? You have to make them leave one platform to get into the other, and you want them to stay with your platform as long as they possibly can. If it's there for an hour and then they move back over to Steam, or can you keep their attention in in into your into your system? Which goes on to the next story, right? Halo. Okay. Halo is this, this one. This one hurts my head. Go ahead. Well, how's this hurt your head? Halo, Halo's coming out. Okay. And Halo Infinite will support cross-play and cross-progression on Xbox and PC. This will never work, just to let you guys know, okay? I know everyone wants cross-play and cross-progression, but as soon as you put cross-play across from PC and Xbox, there's going to be cheaters. There's going to be people that, I mean, I could just, I feel like Johnny Carson holding up the envelope to my head and going, um something that people are going to complain about in two, in a year and a half's time when the game comes out. And then he opens up the envelope and it says multiplayer with cross-play with PC and Xbox, right? This is, this is going to be, this is going to be absolutely terrible. Okay. Now, as far as, now, as far as multiplayer, um, it will sync across all platforms, right? So if you're playing multiplayer, what multiplayer is going to be free, by the way, in Halo Infinite is going to be free. Free, free in in game, right? So you, you no money up front. You can just play the multiplayer of Halo on PC mm -hmm. and Xbox. It's cross, mm -hmm. it's cross play. Okay, so you can play with your friends on PC. You can play with your friends on all the Xboxes. Okay, and then there's cross progression, meaning if Cro I'm level cross, cross play, meaning only Xbox devices, or cross play meaning no PlayStation cross play, as well. meaning no no PlayStation Halo is a, a exclusive for just Xbox. making sure yeah yeah just making no sure. cross play okay. is from PC to Xbox and P Xbox to PC and cross gen with Xbox X and, and S and whatever to, to PC supposedly okay well I, it's not going to be on the older systems there's no way Halo is running on Xbox One don't even think about it okay you got like CD Projekt Red all over again with with the you, know, you want to play with Play Doh just play with Play Doh don't play with Infinity. Okay, just play with Play-Doh and be like, oh, I'm playing with Master Chief because it's going to look the exact same. Um, 
But the cross progression is interesting to me because if I'm playing multiplayer on PC and then all of a sudden I go over to my Xbox, it's going to sync. Okay. And I was thinking about this and I know I'm, I've always said this. I'm not changing my mind. I do believe that Halo Infinite is a live service game. I know there's stories that say it's not. I believe sort of like Outriders is not a live service game, but it's going to be. Okay. I believe that it is going to be a live service game. Why would you need cross-progression? Multiplayer, sure, I guess, right? I'm leveling up my multiplayer. I move over to Xbox. But if you're playing on PC, why the hell would you do go over to Xbox? Why would you have a less experience? If you own a PC, why are you going back to Xbox? If it's cross-play, right, why would you, why would you move over, okay? So I feel, I feel like the cross-progression is more than just the play with your co-op buddy through the campaign, I, I, no, I, I think it has to do with I think it has to do with people who are on console who end up getting a PC can then change over to PC. It's not really meant for someone on PC to go back to console. It's meant for people who have consoles who start who start getting real jobs. I can see that get money, buy a PC, and like, well, I'm gonna buy it now for my awesome graphics card, and I don't have to play the game all over again. I can just transfer my console guy over. That I could see. I just want to know how this is gonna uh, this is gonna work. Cross play. Everyone loves the the the. Pr- the thought of crossplay, they're like, oh man, crossplay's it. Yeah, but they they talk about it like they have it on lock, right? They talk about it like it's a done deal, bro. We we've got crossplay the whole time. We just had it on a shelf over here. We just didn't want to tell anyone about it. Now we're gonna just pick it off the shelf and it's gonna magically work. Like I don't believe that for a second. Like look at Outriders. I don't believe that for a second. Look at Outriders. It's crossplay. You can play, but then they had to disconnect it because it was it was having problems with it. And that's a PVE game. That's a right, PVE listen. game. The only way I believe you that you tell me, and I don't care who it is, that you tell me that cross play actually works. Okay. The only way I believe you is at the beginning of the commercial, there's guys sitting in a room with all the different kinds of platforms and they're all playing in the same thing right then and there. And I'm watching them play it live and they're playing it live. Not a recording of them playing it live, live, live. Then I'll believe you that it's cross play. Unless that happens, I don't care what they say. Do you know how many times I've heard? Crossplay is coming. I mean, Fortnite's crossplay. Call of Duty's crossplay. Great. There's also a bunch of cheaters, and people there's, all they're doing is bitching about the cheaters on, not, on there's PC. Not, there's not a lot going on inside Fortnite for crossplay. It's a big open world. The graphic resolution is not that insane. You can just cruise around. I get that part. Don't forget. Right? Don't forget X Cloud. Fall Guys is crossplay. I, yeah, you know, I get right, it. Right. But you're talking about a complex layer of the onion strategical shooter. Okay. I, I'm not buying it yet. I, I'm not it, buying the thought of it. Here's the actual process of people when they play crossplay. Are you ready? They're like, oh man, I'm so excited to play crossplay. And they're like, oh, it's not working. Oh, you know what? I like playing by myself anyway. Right? And they play by themselves. Or they play, they start playing crossplay like, you know what? I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. Two weeks later, they're like, fucking cheaters, man. They're just everywhere. I can't, I can't compete. It's so stupid. Yeah. They're using mouse and keyboard, and I'm using yeah. this. This is stupid. I, I don't even play online anymore because of this. This is the conversation yeah. it is. All the time. Every time. All the time. Every time. This is all it is. Right? All the time. So, Halo Infinite coming out. I don't know. I feel like the... Fantastic. It sounds great. Cross-play, cross-progression. Um, but at the same time... Is, so, what we're saying is somebody's got to come out with another controller. Okay? We have to update the controller where the, the inputs on the controller are just as fast as a mouse and keyboard. That's what we're saying. I mean, I'm, I'm still waiting for the Sony AI I, to play for me, so I don't even have to play Halo I, online. I can't wait to spend money and not play games. Yeah, I can't wait. It. Wow, it's going to be awesome. 
I can't wait to have an NPC play my game for me while I'm while I'm at work. So I don't have to grind later. The cross progression <laughs> is so you can play with your friends that you don't want to deal with on PC cheaters if you're on PC. But cross progression is just if you're, if it's cross play and cross progression and you're playing single player that's or, or co-op duplicates, that's fine. But that's not what we're talking about, right? The cross progression, I don't know. If you're playing on PC, I, I doubt people are like, you know what? Hold on. Hold on a second, Sarge. I'm playing on PC. Let me join you on the Xbox because I want a shittier, I want a shittier experience. I want I want to go to less than 120 frames per second. Hold on a second. Let me let me I have a I have a 3080 uh, TI, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Xbox Series X because I wanna I wanna I wanna know what you're feeling down there, you poor man. Right? Like, like come on. No one's no one's switching from PC to go to Xbox Series X to play with their friends. If you have a PC and you have the game, you're staying on PC and you're gonna play with your friends. Right? No one's going to no one's going backwards. The the I I appreciate the 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 feeling of aspiration coming from coming from Microsoft that thinks they're gonna the, the game that we saw last E3 that they showed us what it looked like and they basically had to cover their face and crawl yeah, back the into the cave they came out of, okay, to show us what the graphics are like. And now a year later, the boasting starts again and they're like, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be crossplay and everything's gonna work like magic. Like right. Duplis no. Duplis again. 120 no. frames is fine on the Xbox Series X, but if I have a 3080 or 3090, I can go to 240 frames, right? I can do as unlimited frames. Why would you go down? No one's doing that. No one's spending $4,000 on a computer and then going, I'm going to play that $300 or $400 uh, device. No one's doing that. No one's doing that. Well, let's, let's be honest, okay? They're not putting any anti-cheat software in these games. Let's no. just be honest. No, Call of Duty is... Right? That's, uh, that's, that's too much money. That's too much money to, to, to work out someone to work on an anti-cheat software and actually have it installed in the game. B besides the fact, I'm sure they worked it out. They go, if we spend all this money and we put an anti-cheat in there, someone's just going to anti-cheat the anti-cheat software and it won't, be, it won't matter anyway. So the cheaters are going to cheat is what they're going to say, right? Yeah. So they roll the dice on how many people are actually going to buy it. By the way, we don't get a refund. You buy it, play it, cheaters bother you, and you put the game on the shelf, it doesn't matter because they already got your money anyway. So what? what's the real loss? The people are going to play, right? I'll, Wolf, you said you, you went back to Xbox because of the cheating. Is that for real? Is that is that a true statement? Yeah, well, or was it just convenience because your friends are on Xbox? No, no, th th that's truly, he, he went back to, he went back to because of the cheating. The cheating was unbearable on certain things. Like that, like that level of cheating, like it was so bad you had to stop playing PC. That's horrible. Think about that, though. Think about That's it. horrible. I have a better experience on PC, but there's so many cheaters on PC. I'm, I'm going back to Xbox. I feel like we're talking about Destiny right now. We're not. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not even talking about the twop. Yeah. There's no Destiny. Yeah. This right here yeah. is the only Destiny talk right now that, it, that you, <laughs> you, you just brought up. That's it. We're, we're really not bringing it up. Okay. So next story I want to talk about is 44% of gamer developers say COVID-19 pandemic has caused game delays, okay? Now, in 2020, edition of Game Developers Conference, annual survey, 33% of the developers said that they have experienced game delays due to early months of COVID-19 pandemic, and the shift to work from home hits uh, kept coming throughout the year, affecting big games like Halo Infinite, Far Cry 6. Let, let, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Halo Infinite wasn't, wasn't, wasn't affected by fucking COVID, Okay. They showed that shit four months after it was announced that we had COVID, meaning it was launching in five months. 
Okay. You're telling right. me they had four years and the last five months, that's what threw it off. That's why it looked like Play-Doh. That's that's, that's why it looked like plastic on the screen. And they're like, this that's is what cool. we're giving you. And they're like, oh, shit. Did you guys see that? Come on. Come on. I swear to God, just... not to get political, but it's like if someone got hit by a car and they had COVID in them, they died by COVID. You, you see what I'm saying? That Which is just not the case. Okay. Halo didn't get almost vagoded because of COVID. It was vagoded almost because of the shit design they put out that it looked like plastic. Okay. Anyway, Far Cry, I, I digress. Okay, Final Fantasy XIV had to get pushed back for an update, and a surprising of the year GDC survey is more than 3,000 game developers shows that nearly half of them now experience a pandemic. Hold on a second. 33% is not almost half. It's not. It, it is in present-day schools. <laughs> or oh, are we rounding you, up? It, are we rounding if up? You, if you, if you, you still didn't have to know get that, to 40, that's how, that's and 40 is still math. 10% less than 50. No, that's how they're teaching math now. 33% is almost half. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is 44%, but that still means there's 66% of the people that didn't get affected by by COVID, right? Yeah, but once again, the framing, I always hate polls like this because the framing is very bad. There I was 10 people see... in a room, three yeah, had a problem, but, but seven that's, didn't. That's, that's, that's basically this, it. But this is what I'm saying. They went to one company, right? They didn't go to like every company and say, hey, did you guys get affected by COVID? What do you say? Yeah, math's hard. Sorry, like, guys. 56%. Like like they don't, they don't say that. They they say like, well, <laughs> they say fifty six percent of the people we interviewed said this. I'm like, well, how many people was that? Yeah, it said ten and people. And from what companies yeah. was that from? Like, I can't believe those kind of statistics. However, just by having a little common sense and a development cycle, and we're all old enough to know how long it takes for video games to be made. We've only said it on the show every every show for the last <clears throat> four years. Okay. If you're in the middle of a development cycle and at the end of the development cycle, which is usually the last six to eight months, right. which is the end of the cycle, which is supposed to be polishing and tweaking and making sure things work correctly. And you say COVID has put a, a knot in everything and we just can't get it out. I'm like, no, you guys weren't even this, close. This, this is where you I got even close. This is where I got my number, guys. I, I'm sorry, because it, it, it was in 2020. It was 33 percent. In 2021, it's 44 percent. So I was saying 66 percent, okay, which would really be 67 percent, okay, um, or whatever. Yeah, because it says here it says 44 uh, percent this year in 2021 uh, responded to that said that their game has been delayed due to the COVID-19, citing various of reasons. Okay, and then <clears throat> on the next on the next paragraph it says, despite the delay, 66 percent of the developers say that productivity has improved. Because they stayed home and say because they didn't have to commute, they didn't have to go versus anything. They versus thirty two percent who said that somewhat greatly decreased. Some appreciated the solitude of time saving that they had by not having to commute. Some cited that the fatigue of virtual meetings that not they had a focus work environment. But I think this one sums up nicely, right? So, so that that's where I, that's where I got when I re was reading through. That's why I said the sixty six percent. So it's sixty six percent of the developers say that productivity said that improvement of stayed the same versus 32% uh, who said that somewhat greatly decreased uh, this year. So those are the people that need to be more social. They don't it, like being at yeah. home. They don't like their wife. They don't want their kids. They yeah, want to go to work and get well, that time out. I'll, I'll tell you, just, just being at home and COVID didn't affect me at all, at all as far as work, right? I'm in my office 
And the only thing I did it that was hard was when my son was home because he didn't have school and he'd walk in while I was doing my stream and he asked me a question or he did something. And yeah, it's an inconvenience and I totally get it. But a lot of these people probably have shit internet because they're 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 living in an apartment complex or living in a city and the bandwidth wasn't that good for them or whatever. And they had to go to work because the company, okay, had like you know, gigabyte data going through. So when they had to communicate and download products and move it back and forth to fix stuff, it was a much, much easier for them where they had to use their dial up, you know, at their home. It's not really dial up, but you know what I mean? The shitty internet that they had, it was really hard to download 70 gigs to go. Yeah, I, I fixed the thing. I'm, I'm uploading it to you now. It'll be another four days before it gets to you. All right. All right. And they're right. like, and they're like, okay, that, that's like the equivalent of like the Pony Express. That, that, that's what in, in digital terms. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, listen. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I I understand there are certain things that happened, but you don't. What we don't know are the hundred percent facts of the matter. Is file transfer for major companies a liability? Is it a problem? They're worried about theft because are the are the employees' computers secure at their houses? You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole list of things you have to worry about if we're doing sensitive material on development and and engines and whatnot. And I have to keep sending stuff back and forth. I understand that. But you can't say in the middle of the cycle that this is the sole reason why things didn't work out. Like, we all know how this works, right? We all know how this works. Well, if it wasn't if it wasn't ready by January for the release date in May, then we know it wasn't close to being ready. As a matter of fact, we know that now. And I don't even need any proof because I saw the game release. Right. They have VPNs. Look, I, I guarantee you these companies, I bet you they're so cheap. I bet you they're so cheap they don't even pay for the internet for the for the when that when the employees were working at home, I bet you they didn't up and go, Yeah, go ahead and raise your internet so we can work better. They probably didn't even do that. They probably did a write off or something. We'll, we'll, we'll take ten percent of your of your costs of your internet, right? That's what they'll do. Because they don't want to pay for everyone's internet, right? They they'll be like, Oh, but, we'll write it but off. Wouldn't, but wouldn't the hundred bucks a month or the hundred and fifty bucks a month just be included in your benefits package for working for a company? Like, this, believe me, I, I was manager in no, a lot no, of companies. I, no, I know they this, don't want to. They, they, they don't want to. If we're put working from home, if we're working from home and things have to get done the way we have to get it done, I'm thinking a hundred bucks a head is not a big deal. Right. I'm thinking a hundred bucks a head is not a big deal. All right. So the next the next topic is gaming industry worth three hundred billion after pandemic surge study shows. Okay. The value of the gaming industry has top uh, top three hundred billion following pandemic fueled surge with two point seven billion players worldwide. A research reported said Thursday. Now the emergence of the new gaming platforms and changing demographics are pushing gaming business away from being a product centric to becoming experience oriented platforms. Said that. Okay. So the study found that gaming industry has increased by half a billion players in the past three years and predicts more than 400 million new games are expected by the end of 2023. For the newest gamers, 60% are women, 30% are under the age of 25 years old, and one third identify as non-white. I don't even know why that. Whatever they, the, the constraints of the longtime gamers who were 61% males, more than three fourths white and over 25. You hear that white bearded men in your basements? You're still in the lead. This is we have a chart behind us here. So you're, you're in the lead still. According to the survey, gamers are, uh, are spending an average of 16 hours a week playing eight hours a week watching or participating in game streams and six hours a week interacting in game forms and communities. 
Uh, Robin Murdoch said that in a sector involving where seeing the emergence of gaming is an ecosystem of super platforms where players can meet, communicate, watch live stream concepts, shop, or listen to music. The research is based on the on the data collected via the online survey with 4,000 consumers in China, Japan, U.S., and Britain, and include interviews with the industry ex- executives. What do you think of this, Sarge? What do you, what do you think of all this? <laughs> Don't you love when they do that, Reese? They they always put they always put they always put the uh, absurd first absurd all, stats all, in. I, first of all, I don't I really don't understand in, in in a poll like this. What does it matter what color you are? It doesn't, right? That what would matter in this poll, and this is this is one hundred percent truth. But what would matter in this poll is age brackets, age bracket, and what, and age, I would say I would right? say sex. Male I would say fem- yeah, and male and female, yeah. age bracket and male and female, just to get a good base to find out what's going. on. Color has, color has got nothing to do with this poll. Absolutely none. Zero. Do you have any 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 stats of uh, of the of the 400, 400, uh, 400 million new gamers are expected well, by twenty twenty three? Listen, listen. As as we stated, okay. First of all, I'm I'm an exception to the rule. I'm still an old guy who still plays video games. Now I know there are other old guys who plays video games. But we are in a very small percentage. No, Sarge, you're in the 61% males. More than three fourths are white. Hang, hang on, and are over but, the age of 25. You're in that yes, bracket, Sarge. Yes, yes. But I know, <laughs> I know my bracket. I know my bracket. I know what my bracket is. And what I'm saying is, is that the number of gamers usually the the it goes like you start off when you're young, and as you get older, you're into games, and there's a bigger bracket of people in games. And then after you graduate, get married, have kids. Then the number goes back small again, and then this number continues on. They still play games. But what's happening now is you're growing into gaming, and gaming's moving this way, and it's still going this way. It doesn't shrink. Right. The people who are involved in games are still gaming on some level. It, it might not be. It might not be a hundred percent console, or you have a flight sim thing all in your house in a room by yourself. But it's either mobile or something. People are still involved in gaming throughout most of their life, which means that the population and market of games is redonkulous at this point. That's why they don't care about half the stuff they do. The pool's too big to pee in and make a problem, right? right. The pool's so big, people can pee in it all day long. You never know there was this, pee in the pool. This is why— The pool's big, people. Look, when they see that number, when they see that number of—oh, uh, sorry there, George. I saw you got you got disconnected or not—you got bopped by the bot— um, when, when Tim Sweeney sees that number of 400 million people by 2023 or Bobby Kodak sees that number, they're literally jerking off on the stat sheets as they see it. They're like 400 million. Oh my God. Mobile. We got to get on the mobile, right? They, they're literally, that's why they're making all games mobile. Everything's mobile. That's exactly why that number of 400 million new gamers by 2023. That's why right now in 2021, everyone is making a mobile game. Everybody, because they want that market, they want to get in on it on the on the ground up, and this is why I think Game Pass is such a good, good, uh, good thing. Because again, they have 18 million, or no, I'm sorry, 23 million people on Game Pass right now. X Cloud's just just uh, popping off. They have a possible of three billion devices, three billion devices. Okay, Xbox is like, right? Yeah, we're good. We got right. our, we got all our things. We got all our things set. So right. Going from this story to the next story, okay? This is comparing the Oscars 
versus the game rewards, okay? Now, think about the number we just said, 400 million people by 2023, okay? So the Oscars in 2014... You're talking about worldwide. Worldwide, worldwide. worldwide. Okay, so 400 million is our entire country. Great, 400 million new gamers are going to be by 2023. No, I get that, but what I'm saying is that's the entire population of the United States. Correct. So That's insane. 2014, the Oscars had 43.7 million watch the Oscars, the rewards show. Okay. What year? In 2014, 43.7. Okay. 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 2015, they had 37.2. Then in 16, they had 34.4. 2017, they had 33 million. Then in 2018, they had 26.6 million. In 2019, they had 29.6 million. In 2020, they had 23.6 million. And then a couple days ago, earlier this week, they had 9.8 million. Okay, it went from 43 Ouch. million in 2014 to under 10 in 2021. In, 20, in 2021, okay, yeah, it's real growth, George. Exactly, it's it's going the opposite direction. Okay, now the Game Award Show, Jeff Keeley's Game Award Show, started in 2016. Okay, it okay. started off at 3.8 million. Okay, okay, <clears throat> the next one it went to 11.5, which doubled, more than doubled, almost tripled. Okay, it went from 3.8 to 11.5. It's almost tripled. You said six. No, no, no. I said 3.8 to 11.5. Okay, okay, yeah, it's almost, it's almost three times. Okay, then from that, it doubled two and a half times to 26.2 million in 2018. Okay? okay, then the following year, it doubled again, almost, okay, in 2019 to 45.2 million. Okay, and in 2019 to 2020, it doubled again from 45.2 to 83 million, just short of doubling. Okay, so there's 83 million people watching Video Game Awards show, and there's only 10 million people watching the movie industry. And that shows show. you that that shows you the age discrepancy. That shows you what what the younger people want to see. That's it. Right. Right. That's this it. is there why movie movie look video games by entertainment purposes are the best entertainment by far. Right. More people yep. are, are are remember. God, I would love to see what it was back. It, there wasn't an award show, but when we were kids and I went back to school after the weekend, they asked me what I did, and I was like, oh, I played Mario. They're like, what? What's Mario? And people are like, well, you're a fucking nerd playing video games. And now here we are, you know, where there's 83 million watching an award show, which is double about video games. the Oscars about video at, games. At, the, at the highest of its, of its appearance, right? Which is, which is just absolutely crazy, right? And I'll be honest. We watch the reward show, and every year we're like, hey, it was all right, right? But more people watch because they want to see what kind of games are coming out. But when I watch it out, I'm like, that game's going to be broke. That game's going to be broke. That game's not coming out this year. That game's not coming out next year. That game's not coming out for two years. The way that's an exclusive, that one's broke. <laughs> that thing's not, not that working, right? We'll see when it happens, when it comes out. That's, that's microtransactions. That's what I do when I watch the reward show. <laughs> and, that, and that game's not even going to release. Like, right, that's, right. That, that one's gonna not going to make it to, yeah. the, to the light of day, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't even. I I watch them just to make fun of them now. Yeah, but but the point is, is that we're still more interested in the video game awards than we are in actual movies. Right. Because the because right. the 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 level of woke and bullshit in movies now has has reached a biblical proportion. Whereas a video game, we're we're getting there. Is still just it's supposed to be this this little pile of innocence and just fun, right? We're supposed to be gaming, see who's coming out with stuff, find out what the new games are coming out, what games we can play with our friends. Like it's more of a social type thing and no one's, no one's really preaching to you yet. I'm hoping they're not going to be preaching. No preaching this year, please. Yeah, Heather, that's, that's hundred percent fact, right? That's exactly it, right? We're the eighties, 90 kids, right? 
we have kids, they're playing games, we're playing games, right? And I right. say I say this all the time. I'll be 90 years old in my old folks' home. My kids won't care that I'm even alive. And I'll be playing Grand Theft Auto 17, mowing down people. And I'll be like, get me, get me changed. I'll, 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 like, I'll, I'll be playing the I'll be like, hey, nurse, change my diaper, right? As I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, I'll be, that's, that's what I'll be doing. And I'll, I'll be on the, I'll be on the, the, the fourth remake, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the re 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 release of Skyrim. Don't do that. I almost spit up. I just <laughs> almost spit all over my computer. I had water in my mouth. And I almost spit all over my computer. <laughs> yeah, and then people people will be upset because in Grand Theft Auto uh, Five because uh, I can't be an old guy and I'm gonna be uh, it'll be racist against old people because you can hit them with the car or something and, and someone will complain about it and sue and then I don't know it'll be stupid. All right, Xbox Series X reportedly. Uh, reportedly picks up another big exclusive game. Okay, so not really. This is not really exclusive. As I scan through this, All right, Xbox Series X and S Series reportedly pick up another exclusive. Though it's, it won't be surprised that many Xbox fans, but both Xbox Series X and S don't have a true exclusive because Xbox Game Studio is also releasing on PC. However, they have plenty of console exclusives, or in other words, games that don't come to PlayStation or Nintendo platforms. That said, it sounds like drumroll. Starfield can be added to the list. When Starfield was announced, Bethesda didn't announce platforms, but accepts, uh, expectations was it would be multi-platform. The former hasn't changed, but the latter has due to Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda. However, both Microsoft and Bethesda haven't said a word about the platform of Starfield and whether or not it's coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, or both. While a pair of remaining... Uh, Quit uh, the subject of Xbox Insider Rad All Four isn't according to the Insider. Starfield is an Xbox exclusive and is very confident and is adding this to the note of Microsoft is aiming to have the game out this holiday. Did I put that in the big book of bull? Was that in the big book of bull? I think I put it. I, th I think I said 2021. Though in the sounds, like this is a very much up in the air. And if it's not in the big book of bull, I know it's in the video somewhere. And I'll have to go back and check it. I've been told by very reliable people that Starfield one was 100% an Xbox exclusive. OK, uh, I've even made bets about it and I don't bet unless I know I'm willing to bet. So I'm really confident that Starfield will only be releasing on Xbox when it when it does. And I've been told that, well, Microsoft is trying their hardest to get the game out by this holiday season. They really want Starfield out this holiday. Unfortunately, this is where the report ends right now. There's no word on the reveal if the game is aiming for the release this year and could expect the reveal will happen within the next few months, perhaps E3 2021 uh, when they announce it. <clears throat> Did you, did you find it, Sarge? I don't have it on here. I don't think we talked about it when we started doing this. Yeah, I don't think the books is uh, the, the books too young. Uh, I, I I did say that they wasn't going to be exclusive. Is what I said. <laughs> I, I said I don't think they're going to make it exclusive. Um, well, here's, I could see here's, them making exclusive, but I don't think they were going to make it exclusive. Well, here here's the deal, right? If if Starfield is anywhere close to doing what seventy six did, or Cyberpunk. Right? Right? or Cyberpunk, if it's close to anything like that, then my guess is they're probably going to go on Game Pass. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just so they, I'm just laughing so because can... Heather just put delayed because of COVID. Coming soon. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say it, but if, if, if it's close to anything like 76 or Cyberpunk, Starfield will be on Game Pass to lessen the blow of no matter how bad it ends up releasing, right? It doesn't really matter because you didn't really buy it. 
Like, that's what's going to end up happening. T- Tiny 2, did you just do a reference to Mike Myers' character from Saturday Night Live? Uh, Xbox and Game Pass on Switch. Discuss. Did you, did you just, is that, what, is, that, is that what that's from? Is that what you're doing? I think that's what you're doing. <clears throat> yeah, look, I, but that's true, little John. I mean, let's be honest. It, th- that's their, that's their, that's the, the excuse for everything that's broke. If it's broke, it's on Game Pass. It's no big deal. We're going to fix it, guys. Don't worry about it. You have so many other games to play. Why don't you play with a toy that's not broken? And we'll worry about the broken toy later. Like, that's the story. That's the way it is. I mean, Mo, you're not wrong. It, we, we all know it's going to Game Pass, right? We all know that Xbox Studios are coming to Game Pass. But yeah. is it going to be exclusive? Like, or is it going to be like Outriders? I know Outriders is a third-party game. I, Battlefield is a third-party game, right? And we know it's coming to Game Pass. But is Starfield going to go to PlayStation? Is it going to go to PC? Obviously, it's well, going to go to Game Pass. Well, let's, let's, just, let's just run through that real quick. The whole point of doing cross-platform, the whole point, is because you're trying to get the largest pool of people that could possibly buy your game. The point for an, the point for an exclusive is because you want people to buy your hardware. That's right. the whole reason, because right. I want you in my house. Xbox doesn't want you to buy the hardware. They just well, want if, you to play if anywhere. Xbox, right? If Xbox owns Bethesda and Xbox has multiple platforms that you can play the game on, then Xbox doesn't care about getting you into their house. All they care about is you signing up for their system. Right. Right? Because that game could so, potentially give you the 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 in, right. the in to coming over to their, their platform. That's correct. So why would, why would Xbox – I'm sorry. Why would Microsoft – want Bethesda to release Starfield on PlayStation when I have possible 3 billion devices that I could sell people that game. Right. I don't need it. Right. I don't need to. Yeah, but 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 Mo, think about it, right? 3 billion devices, none of those are Xbox made, right? The PCs are not Xbox made. The Android phones are not Xbox made. The tablets, right? The the iPhones, none of those are Xbox made and you can play Xbox Project X Cloud games. So think about that. Potentially all those devices that are not Xbox, okay, can play Starfield because it's on Game Pass, which will be on Project X Cloud because it's part of it. It's a first party title. All those things can be played with Starfield, regardless being Microsoft made, right? They don't care. Now I understand what you're saying. They they're probably they probably are. You guys are probably right that it will be exclusive for Xbox. But what we're saying is it, it is possible. Right. They are in the ecosystem. Right. Well, that's the first story we talked about. Right. They said they're trying to align the people on PC to get into the Microsoft store so they can get the Microsoft store so they can purchase the the game pass. So they get the game pass. So they're inside the ecosystem. This is the same type of thing. If they bring Starfield to PlayStation, they're still making money off PlayStation fans. Right. Or they look at and go because there are there are numbers out there. They go, how many people that own a PC own a PlayStation? Right. And they're like, oh, well, if this person, if the percentage of people that own a PlayStation own a PC, then they won't release it for PlayStation because they know the percentage is so high enough that they'll just play it on PC regardless. Right. And then they know that they're going to get at least that many, uh, uh, 20%, 30% of that population to then purchase the ultimate package for Game Pass to be on PC, which is why they're renovating and reevaluating the Microsoft store and revitalizing it. Because that's what they're trying to make. They're trying to make it not look like a piece of shit and actually run. Because it's awful. It's awful. We go back. See how? Do you see how these stories are all connected as as we as we go through them? Let's not listen. Once again, I don't want to pee into the bowl of Cheerios of the PlayStation kids. I know you love PlayStation. I loved PlayStation when it first came out. 
but the direction that PlayStation is headed currently, I do not see PlayStation existing in the market at the end of the next 10 years, unless something drastic happens with PlayStation, <clears> because <throat> the direction of gaming is I'm paying for a cable bill, I'm paying for a service, I have a little box that comes into my house, and all the games come to the box. I don't have a system anymore. I'm paying for a service. Right. That's where we're headed. Right. Right. That's where we're headed. So I don't see how PlayStation, who wants to cling on to uh, blockbuster single party titles and wants to sell their system and hide in a corner somewhere, is that's going to work. It's not. That's not going to work. So yeah, yeah, Sony enjoy, start- and I would buy an extra PlayStation. For you PlayStation kids out there, I would buy an extra PlayStation to put in the closet because this might be the last one. Here, here's the thing, Viking, right? All companies are investing in third-party companies, right? Sony's investing in third-party companies. It's a little late to the party, though, if you think about it, right? Because Microsoft has already established Game Pass. They already have a foothold in the online marketing and the streaming platform. Sony does not have the infrastructure competing with them. So Sony's like, we can't compete. So we have to go out and make the third-party exclusives and whatever else to for PlayStation, which might be a smart move. They have to do something, right? They're buying up small companies, but they don't have the money that Microsoft does. They just don't. As a, They have literally five or six times less than Microsoft does. Microsoft is a trillion-dollar company. It's not just Xbox. It's a trillion-dollar company, and Sony is a, a, I think it's like 75 billion, billion. or zillion. You know what I mean? Trillion to 75 billion, billion is 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 yeah. is a huge difference. Huge difference. So they have to make some changes, but is it going to be enough, right? Because look, the the reason Nintendo succeeds is because there's always kids, okay? And there's always adults. They're, they're there's always adults. Right yeah, there's always adults. But the difference between kids and adults is adults have to work, and they have less time to play games, and they have other things to do. It's called life. Where kids, all they have to do is wake up, pick their nose, eat some lunch, and play some video games, okay? That's, that's basically all they have to do. And they're like, hey, mom, dad, I want to get this, right? That's what it is. Microsoft and they, have is that, and they have that market for at least 10 years. Right. Right? They have them from 6 to 16, right? And then usually like a 16 or 17-year-old maybe have, maybe has a job and asks for an Xbox or PlayStation. They move on to the next bracket. But right. Nintendo, they have you. Your entire adolescence as a child from the time you, until you're in high school, they got those kids. Nintendo has them. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw your message, uh, Viking. They're, they're messing up. Now, they're just late to the party. And I, I said this. I don't want PlayStation to go under in any way, shape, or form. But right now, the way the vision's looking, PlayStation wasn't around when Nintendo and Sega were around, okay? They came in later, and they knocked out They knocked out Sega, okay? Sega Dreamcast went to the wayside, and it was ahead of its time, all right? But PlayStation 1 and 2, when it came out, was a, was groundbreaking, especially with Grand Theft Auto on the, on the platform, right? That's well, right correct. now, PlayStation could be the next Sega if they don't watch what they're doing. And we could be looking at, even though we laugh at, at Google right now with the Stadia, right? Google Stadia was a test, okay? Yes. If they come out with Google Stadia 2 or whatever the next, their next rendition, they could easily become a number two or three behind, you know, Amazon's got Luna with the, with the streaming service that they're doing. But, we're, but hey, so we're, we're all in agreement, though. I think the chat, we talked about this many times. I see a lot of names that are familiar here. We've all talked about this. Everyone's in agreement here that Stadia just came out too early, right? It was a like test. Stadia, yeah. Like Stadia was the Dreamcast of this generation. Like they wanted to try something new. No one's ready to move yet. But like later on down the road, that's what gaming's going to be. Like that's it. That's the, that's the format. 
<clears throat> Have you seen Sony's revenue? Sony's a blockbuster? Look, are you talking blockbuster like blockbuster video? Or are you talking like a blockbuster like blockbuster movie? Because literally if Microsoft wanted to, which it can't happen because uh, they, they would literally be, uh, Microsoft could pay cash for them and just put them under, but that would be a monopoly and they wouldn't let anyone buy, they wouldn't let Microsoft buy Sony. But that's what Microsoft's like, here, go, go play. Here's extra, here's an extra billion, right? Go, go play, right? They, they don't, they don't need, they don't need to do anything. Xbox hasn't had a good exclusive since Gears 3. Yeah, but see, you're, you're still thinking old Agreed. mentality. You're still thinking old mentality. You're thinking that they need the exclusive titles to bring people in. No, they don't need any exclusives. What they're doing they is they're giving a service. Right, they throw some more games on Game Pass, they establish value. Yeah. And once they establish value on Game Pass, more and more people say, hey, hey, for 15 bucks, I get all this? Done deal. You could, you could, buy, the next, you could buy the next God of War, which is a phenomenal game. God of War, Rag Rock, whatever it's called. 70 bucks. Let's say you get 100 hours out of it. Okay. I could pay $70 for Game Pass. That gets me almost the complete entire year of over 100 plus games. And those games I could play for hundreds and thousands of hours. What's the better value? That's, that's 100% correct, though, Jason. That's 100% correct. Game Pass is dangerous because you're handing over money which, before you which, see the product. Which we've talked about. We, we, which we've we talked, talked about. about many a time here. And that, that, that's why we. we I don't like leaning towards it, but even though it might have value, it's because there's no there's no incentive. I can release a game in any condition, any condition at all, and I can just release it on Game Pass and just say, well, I'll fix it later, right? That's that's the whole idea, right? I don't have to worry about it. I got my cut. Microsoft gives me my cut. Based on how many people play it, I get more of a cut, and then we'll just fix it later on down the road. <clears throat> there's no incentive to make a quality product. Right. Right. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. 100%. And little John, it's uh 23 million now. It's 23 million uh of the concurrent membership. They went up 5 million since January. Uh to answer your question, uh Waterbear, uh but hasn't Microsoft always had more cash than Sony? Yes. Even before the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Yes. But when Xbox came in, you got to remember when Xbox put their money in to make the original Xbox, Bill Gates didn't want to be in the gaming industry. And the person that was in charge then, I forget the guy's name, was like, no, we need to get we need to get into the market. Okay, that was in 99, 2000, okay, when they announced it. And I bet he knew. In 2001, we're in a different, completely different realm, right? Microsoft didn't want to put any money into Xbox, all right? And in 2014 or 2012, when when Phil Spencer came in, okay, he changed the way they, they thought about it. They're like, look at the market, look at what, the, what, what they're spending on. And what Microsoft did with software, okay, to win over the PC market Instead of making games and making stuff, they said, "We'll just make the we'll make the operating system." They're almost doing the exact same strategic move with Game Pass being a live service uh, of platforms for video games, right? They're not doing it innovative. They're not the first to do it, but they're just like uh, Apple wasn't the first to make a cell phone, but they took the cell phone and made it into an, the next level, which then made yes. it cell phones explode, and that's why we have all these all the smartphones that we have now. That's the way. Xbox and Microsoft is looking at Game Pass. They're not looking at it as we're selling more Xboxes than PlayStation. I've said this multiple times over the last year and a half. They're not even playing the same game anymore, right? They're in a completely different league. PlayStation could sell the most play platforms and whatever and have the best all they want. Microsoft has millions to billions of potential eyeballs that could play the game, even if they charge $1 and they get 3 billion people a month to pay it. That's $3 billion a month at $1. Yeah. 
Do you, do you know what I mean? Potentially. Potentially. <clears throat> Did Phil come in in 2017? I thought he came in 2014. Well, Rocktooth, everyone in the chat, we're all, we're all talking about the same thing. It's you are paying a set amount of money for the convenience of entertainment. That's what that's how you were sold cable, right? That's how you that's how we sold we were sold cable. You have 156 channels of all this entertainment. We're going to charge you only 50 bucks a month, then 80, then 100, then 200, then 250. And it just keeps going up because you got to have cable, right? Well, now we're in the same exact boat with video games. Why am I going to make a system that loses money when I can have games streamed to your house and charge you a fee whether or not you play them or not? Right. I'm just collecting money. I'm just collecting money. All, 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 all Microsoft wants to get on your smart TV. They want to get on a little thumbstick. If they can get the fire stick basically on the back of your television or being integrated into a television, you never even have to buy an Xbox anymore. You're just streaming all the stuff right. from their cloud, right? right? Which is the Azura program, which PlayStation's working with because they're trying to make their own. And we'll hopefully get something on that later this year, right? Right, $16, $16 times $23 million, okay, for 12 months is $4.4 billion. You're absolutely correct. And that's before microtransactions. That's before DLCs. Right. That's before right. anything else. That's before your monthly, uh, your, well, now they got rid of gold, right? That, that's a lot of money. That's a lot, of, that's a lot of cash, right, on top of all the other money they're making. All right, next. That, 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 that's four, that's $4.4 billion and I didn't do anything. Right. They're not making a product. They're There's no physical anything. good. They're just, right. they're, they're, the old games are on there already. The games are already on there. We right. have a bunch of games that are on there. They, they didn't do anything. <clears throat> Sony's worth $137 billion. I mean, cool. But that's not what PlayStation's worth. That division's not worth that. Right? And even if they are worth $137 billion, $137 billion is way off from a trillion. Do you understand how much a trillion is? I mean, come on. Gold is still here, but it's not. It's you don't have to pay for it anymore, Mo. All right, next. next okay, story. so well, I have a real question about the gold thing. So when June comes and my and my my subscription runs out, they've already merged it into your like Game Pass. They'll they'll probably give you like a credit or or whatever. Yeah, but if I don't want Game Pass, oh, you have. Am it. I still paying? For, am I still paying for gold? Is it my question? No, if there's no so, more gold. Then what is it? Gold is integrated now. Gold is nothing. It's gone. Everyone can play online for free. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Xbox the internet's free. Became, yeah, Xbox became PlayStation. All of a sudden, well, no, you still have to pay for PlayStation. It became the PC. The PlayStation, PlayStation didn't have any, you didn't have to pay for a monthly or yearly thing. You just played. I believe, I believe you did. No, you could play. No, you had to pay. <clears throat> PlayStation, you could play online for without paying a goddamn dime for the no, longest like, time. Maybe recently they started charging, but you could play PlayStation without. without there was no gold in PlayStation. There was no like. There wasn't that kind of business model. That's why I was asking. Chat, it, someone on PlayStation, give us give us info. Yeah, I don't I don't play on PlayStation. Yes, uh, PlayStation, you had to pay to go online. Thank you. Now, I, now, he no, says but now for the last Not like before. five six years. It's like the last five six years. It's been like that, wasn't it? Not PS3 was free. Thank you, thank you. PlayStation Four, you had to buy. Right. So the last five six years, it's been where you had to pay. Free to play games were free. Yeah, yeah. Since the PlayStation Four, I got it. Yeah, because I remember arguing about this. I was like, why do I have to pay to be online with Xbox, but yet my PC is free and my PlayStation's like, free? But then PlayStation gotta, joined the ranks of Xbox and was like, hey, if they could charge, we could charge. You got to pay for the servers. You got to pay for the servers. That, that's the whole game, right? It's the servers. That's what's what it was, right? It's always about the servers. Yeah, it's always about the servers because it's about the electricity they use or the, the server space that they have. All mm -hmm. right, the next, the next story I want to talk about is the company is a company, not the company, 
I guess it could be called the company. A company is charging $400 for an esports certification exam. Sarge, you can take this? I think you're going to take this, Sarge. You could be a pro. Well, I want, I want, you could I want be to a pro. More. And it has a lot of industry it. support. Okay. So a company called Esports Certification Institute. First of all, I, I just would say, if your name is part of the actual exam, it's, it's shady as fuck. Yeah. It's so, shady as fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, appeared this week and offered to pay $299.95. Normally, Sarge, it's $399.95. So they're doing you a favor. They're cutting it off by 100%, which also sounds $100. like $100. Yeah. $100 of this arbitrary number. Okay. To take an exam. And guess what, Sarge? If you pass it, you'll earn a certification that tells your employers, or I should say your future employers, in the esports industry that you understand the esports scene and you grasp the basic business terms and marketing concepts and statistical problems that the ECI says that they're getting certified and can help you get noticed and find your esports dream job. Okay. That's just, that's a shady as fuck. That's so, that's the that's the shadiest thing I've ever heard in a long time. Okay, the certification was supported. I, I, I need I need I need a made up certification that proves that I understand what's going on in the esports market so I can be shopped around better. That's right. They're gonna they're gonna that's, they're that's, gonna find you a position. That's a crock of shit, bro. Okay? That's a crock of shit. The certification was support from a number of esports organizations, CEOs, and professionals. Though many other observers aren't convinced that the four hundred dollars certification. Exam is something entry-level job applications need on their resumes. This makes no sense, wrote the uh, Best Coast uh, co-CEO, Brian Anderson, on Twitter. Quote, what would possibly be on this exam where I, as the organization CEO, would feel like someone who passed this would be exceptionally more qualified than someone else? Others express the view of the ECI and the exam is fundamentally unfair and harmful. Quote, Hoping this gets memed on for a minute and then rightfully disappears into obscurity, said Team Liquid Digital producer Patrick Coney. Uh, happy to see a lot of industry professionals speaking out against this shameless predatory cash grab. Uh, the co-founder Ryan uh, Friedman, or yeah, Friedman, who previously worked in esports organization, uh, clutches the immortals and says that the goal isn't to create a barrier to working in esports, but to remove barriers, including financial barriers. He got into esports business through luck and unpaid internships and says, which is fair. People ought to be paid to work. Um, I hate to say it to you, but I had a three month unpaid internship to work for a company and I worked my ass off for three months. And then I got a job at the end of that three months where someone else also worked for three months unpaid but they didn't get the job why because i got the job right life's not fair that's just it right people do this in sports all the time they have to go through uh college ball they get into the double a's some go straight to the majors is that fair should that guy also go to the majors because timmy went to the majors no skill levels from different people get you higher up or faster and then you integrate other things like hey i know somebody that can get me a job application to get in here faster than somebody else so this is shady as fuck this is shady as fuck i feel bad i feel bad for some of these kids that are going to pay money for this because they're, they're trying to get their dream job this is just like those modeling companies that if you pay and take the modeling classes yes you're you're gonna get a modeling job right yeah. and then they hire yeah. a guy for 200 bucks to take pictures of you and then you have to pay for the picture, the picture package, and then they they uh, they can get you a job, right? But that's thousands of dollars later, right? Like, come on, come on, this this is some shady Sh shit. Shady shit. Yeah, this this is. Uh, 
I think it's bla- and it's blatant. It's not even like it's it's hiding. It's like they're just it's first of all, it's a made up it's a made up company with a made up degree. Right. With, with a, it's 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 made up from the ground up. It's just it's it, no next fucking <laughs> fucking next. <clears throat> so that that to me that, next. If if look if you're a person if you're a parent if you're a uh, if you're if you're a kid young adult if you're if you're a dweller in your basement and you're under the age of 25 uh, don't fall for this shit okay if you're good at a video game there are qualifiers and there's things for 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 people to discover you and find you to to work your way through do not pay four hundred dollars to take an arbitrary test okay same with the film industry if you want to work in the film industry you don't need to pay someone four hundred dollars to get a job you can literally call someone and be like hey i want to be a pa and then you can get your job and get your foot in the door okay you don't have to fall for this shit don't pay four hundred dollars don't pay anything okay go Lawsuits play a qualifier are, and, and, and there's, there's there's actually lawyers being loaded into a gun right now they're just loading up lawyers into a gun waiting for the first person to make a mistake on that bullshit yeah <laughs> so it's so it's so bad i hate when shit like that happens though um but that's but that's what happens when the industry gets exponentially larger right the potential the potential money that this industry can make by starting your own development company and publishing a game has gone to, to such biblical dollar proportions that this kind of stuff comes out of nowhere. Did anyone give a shit about video games when we were still in high school? They were, no one gave a shit. It's like, I can't believe you guys still play video games. I'm like, yeah, all right, we'll see. Right. We'll see. Right. And now, and now it's the largest grossing form of entertainment Billion. on the entire planet. Yeah. All right. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. So, I expect I expect every low life, slimy piece of shit to come <laughs> swimming out of the gutter. They, they want to, their... to, to permeate this industry now yeah. for the amount of money that's in it now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine that, Viking? You're like, hey, uh, how'd you guys get on the team? Um, I, I, I beat, I beat, I beat, no, no, I beat, I beat ten thousand other people to get this position. What'd you do? I took an exam. I took an exam <laughs> and I got on here. I'd be like, what are you talking about? I like baloney, right? That's that's what it is. It's that it's that it's that it's that situation. Oh, All right, so here's a quick story. Okay. Godfall was a PlayStation 5 God, exclusive. God awful. Right? It was a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Back in the day I said it's coming to PlayStation 4, it's got to, right? And it didn't. At launch, it only came out for PlayStation 5. Well, the sales dried up there, Sarge. Right, the sales dried up, and they need to get more money from that. So there's a bunch of suckers. There's a sucker born a minute. So God Awful is coming to PlayStation 4 soon. It'll Surprise. be there, so you can you can buy it on the PlayStation 4. So you too can also play a game that's not very good on the PlayStation 4 at lower end graphics for the for the stuff. So that, that's it. Uh, yeah. So Godfall is coming to PlayStation 4. So those of you that were dying to play it, since no one can get a PlayStation 5. Uh, you you can get God God awful Godfall uh, uh, on PlayStation Four. That's a public service announcement. Okay, maybe you like it. I I I didn't play it. I watched it. And I wasn't going to touch it. All right. I, I already checked. But, but they said it's only for the new systems, bro. Only they said it was only for the new Exclusive. systems. Exclusive. Exclusive. So someone that had a PlayStation Four was like, "Oh man, I want to get that game." And then they 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 had to beat a bot, or they had to pay four hundred dollars to get certified to beat the bot. And then they got the PlayStation 5 so they could play it. So they could play it. Was, it was, Mo. It was. Yeah, it was a PlayStation 5 exclusive, but now it's going to be a PlayStation 4 because that, that, that well dried up. Um, <clears throat> let me see what other things were here that we can uh, slowly 
here's a, here's a, a small story, right? So almost 8,000 people have signed a petition demanding, demanding Sony to make Days Gone 2, okay? Now, I just want to put this stat out there for a second, okay? Days Gone went on to sell, I think, 4, four million, maybe 5 million copies, which is good, right? Good. But the initial, like, people that were interested in the game... The first three days, it sold 114,000 copies, which was the best for that month, at least told by me by an article, okay, which is the best of that month because it doesn't matter if it was sold on a Wednesday. It'd be like, it's the top-selling game of that Wednesday of this month, right, of that week in 2020, right? That's, that's what it would tell you, right? They're going to make it sound like the best thing possible. So almost 8,000 people have signed this petition, but 114,000 people that really liked this game when it first came out played it. So there's still 40,000 less than what they... People that really liked it, even though five million paid after the fact and got it for on sale or or, or whatever else, <clears throat> I just thought it was an interesting interesting stat though. And, and and plus, you know, the internet's demanding that they they sell it. So obviously, Sony's gonna be like, oh, all right, we, we're listening, all right? You you want to buy Days Gone too? So we're gonna put it in production and we're gonna give it to you. And what? We'll... Yeah, that, that that does not first of all doesn't work that way, right? A million people could sign a position and say, I demand Days Gone 2. And nothing happens. They don't give a shit. They look at the time period that the game was out. They see how much revenue the game made. And they figure out, can we do the game better? Can we do a sequel? And can we capture those people again and make money for the sequel? That's how it works. They don't give a shit about your fucking petition because you think (laughs) you you, you deserve a sequel? Come on, man. Can we can we grow up and stop the bromance between people and game companies? They'll, they'll listen. Back in the old days, you didn't get a sequel in three years, guys. You got a sequel eventually. Eventually, right. when they figured out that they got nothing else in the pipeline, and now we have to come up with something. So we're going to make a sequel now, so we can sell a game. Right? right. That's how it worked. Right. If you have IP, you cycle through your IP. If you only make one game, guess what? You get a sequel pretty damn quick because that's the only one you're making. So now we know that CD Projekt Red is a two-trick pony. So now you're either going to get a cyberpunk sequel or a Witcher sequel. That's what's going on. Right. That's how it works. Right. I don't give a shit about your petition. It's <laughs> a petition. Yeah, the petitions mean absolutely nothing. But I guess it's it's showing interest in the game, even though again, the 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 big fans of the game, the the main people that bought it when it first came out, hundred fourteen thousand people, eighty thousand people signed the petition. I don't I don't think uh, right. I mean, you can already tell if you can't even make it to the mark of the people that bought your game to sign the petition, Sony's making the right choice, right? They're like, there's not enough interest in the game, not right now, right? Not right, not right now, right? They have other things that are coming, right? Especially. Since even Expe- if they, especially since their new their new code of of, of <laughs> their code of businesses, we stop all production. We're only concentrating on blockbusters, and we're concentrating on nothing else. Right. Okay. If that's right. the case, you're not seeing Days Gone too. Right. Right. So, that's uh that story. Uh, another story that we have here is uh let me bring it. So this was actually cool. We talked about the Oscars earlier. Um. This is pretty interesting. So Respawn, the the company that makes, you know, Apex Legends and they made Jedi Fallen Order, Respawn just became the first Oscar winning game developer, um, and which is interesting to say because I said I thought it was going to be Epic because Epic makes all this technology for like 
for movie industry. I thought that Epic for the Unreal Engine would win the first, and I was wrong about this, right? Now, a documentary tied in to Medal of Honor, Above and Beyond, won Best Documentary Short Subject, which is pretty, pretty freaking cool. So Respawn Entertainment might be the first and only studio to call itself an Oscar winning after a short World War II film helped produce one Best Documentary Short Subject as the Academy Awards this weekend. Okay. Um, Coletta, a documentary joint producer of Respawn and Oculus, a freely distributed by The Guardian, follows one of the last survivor members of the French Resistance as she returns to Germany for the first time in 74 years, visiting the concentration camp where her brother was killed. The documentary was produced as part of a, uh, several live-action historical shorts created by the, by the studio's VR shooter, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, and the name's Respawn CEO, Vince uh, Zampella, as the co-producer. Naturally, the studio is pretty damn uh, cuffed to be the first game studio to be rewarded than Oscar. I thought, this was, I thought this was awesome. Again, I thought Epic was going to be the first company to win an Oscar just because of the technology they're doing with the film industry, with the, with the, with the CGI. Um, but it's pretty cool. So I just wanted to bring that up, that if you didn't know that, Respawn Entertainment uh, is the very first gaming company to win an Oscar uh, in the... Now it's kind of bittersweet because the film industry is not the very best right now. Right? And so you, you won at its worst moment. Right? You won an Oscar at the lowest point ever in the Oscars history. So it's it's not really, uh, you know, congratulations to them. Congratulations to them. I just feel bad because the, the industry is not doing very good. Um, and those of you that know, I, I worked in the industry for almost 20 years. It's sad. It's sad seeing Hollywood go the way it's, it's going. But I understand it. Um, next story. Let's see what we got here. Um... We have Microsoft Gaming Business reported jump quarterly, uh, obviously because of uh, of COVID. Microsoft Gaming Business um, jumped fifty percent jump in a quarterly revenue, so they're they're making some good money. Microsoft Gaming Business has reported surge quarterly revenue following a strong demand of Xbox content servers and hardware. Uh, content server revenue increased 34%, driving the strength from the third-party titles, Xbox Game Pass subscriptions, and first-party titles. Xbox hardware revenue was up 332%, uh, driven by uh, continued demand of Xbox Series X and S. Microsoft said gaming revenue and Xbox content and, and servers revenue include ZeniMax Bethesda's partner company, which is acquired by, by them for $7.5 billion during the third quarter. And according to the, par uh, the partner's senior analyst, Daniel Ahmed, the results represented the best Q1 of fiscal year quarter three for Microsoft's gaming division since they started breaking out numbers about six years ago. So there you go. So <clears throat> Microsoft is still making uh, making the cash flow there. Just another another uh, revenue for them. Uh, we got the days gone thing done. We got uh, what else do we got done here? Uh, another short news: uh, Monster Hunter. <clears throat> Monster Hunter Rise ships six hundred million uh, worldwide ahead of the Street Fighter Five on Capcom's sale ranking, right? So I think they're the number one. It says uh, Monster Hunter Rise sorry, ships... They, they, six, they shipped? No, Monster sold. Hunter Rise ships 6 million worldwide, putting ahead, uh, ahead, ahead of Street Fighter Five on Capcom's all-time sales ranking. Now, obviously, that's not sales. That's shipped. I get it. Right? So, but it's the best-selling... So, so basically, but, but so far, they tell me a number that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. It's the best-selling... It's the best-selling single platform title in capcom history as of right now but, Even, they're, but they're not going to tell you how much they sold uh, no one tells they're you how much, they, how much sold. they shipped they, they shipped it's, right it's it's the largest selling game ever but we're going to tell you how many we shipped not how right, many we, we sold. shipped right they do this in comic books all the time they ship 
a million units, but they only sold 200,000, right? That's correct. But they tell you they shipped. Uh, we shipped. It's the most popular comic book. We shipped a million. Okay. But I could still find it on the shelf. It was so popular. How come I, how come I could find it? Right? So it's there. It's out there. I put it up there. Um, this, this is pretty cool. I want to talk about this real fast. Um, and then we'll get into another uh, big story here. This right here is pretty creepy, but cool at the same time. This is Digi Imagineers developed cutting edge, free roaming animatronics. Okay. This right here. Here come the Terminators. Here it, we go. This right here is Groot. Right? From, from, from the actual, uh, from the movie of Guardians of the Galaxy. They've created an animatronic that walks by itself. And I'm telling you, when they, when they master this, this is going to be yeah. absolutely it's, it's be, insane. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to make AI, and we're going to make walking robots. They'll never get together, yeah, right? Yeah, that, yeah they'll hopefully, never, they'll never hopefully get the robots never watch Terminator, because then it's all over, right? They're all over. All I can see, this is, this is what I see, though. I see this walking around the park. And I love how everyone just laughs. They're laughing like little children. Like, look, we're making a robot. It's going to be so cute and fun. We'll get it to tell it to do things. Maybe we'll even walk my dog. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Why, why is the guy wearing a mask six feet from Groot? Is Groot, does he have the virus? Can Groot carry the virus? Why has he got the mask on? Like, this, it's, is, it's, this is amazing. It's a little, it's, it, yes, yes. Initially, when I look at it, we're doing a great job as human beings. Ten <laughs> seconds after I say that sentence, after I say that sentence, I'm immediately like, "Kill it now, destroy it." Okay, <laughs> because this is not the way to go. Okay? I, I, I'm telling you. I would love, I would love to see how much this cost. And they go, "We're opening up a park," and they put it out in the park, and it walks around, and then a five-year-old walks over to it and shoves it. It falls and it breaks, and it's done. And they're like. Uh, we didn't think about that. We didn't think about a five-year-old pushing it over and breaking. <laughs> like, it's cool. It's yeah, cool. It's great. Sure. But yeah, I get it. Hopefully, the AI. Yeah, West Westworld. Here we come. Here we come, Westworld. Can we get Can we get that AI to play? Now that would be a patent to get. If Sony could patent that robot to come in my house and play the PlayStation instead of just a uh, an AI system, that would be better. I think that would be a better. So that's that's that. I thought that was a interesting story. I was like, okay. So there you go. That could that could be coming potentially to the parks. All right, potentially to the parks. Um, we already got that. All right. One of the other big stories I want to talk about here. Um, Outriders. Okay. Outriders has acquired. Okay, they've acquired a studio. Okay. So acquires, um, it says People Could Fly acquires Canadian studio game on its company's expansion in North America continues. The PCF group, People uh, Can Fly group, uh, acquired 100% of a game Creative Inc. game on based in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and announced details and transactions in current reports released today. Established in, 20, in 2002, the game on specialism motion capture cinematics and audio service for leading companies in the gaming industry and employs nearly 30 professionals. Among its major clients are such firms as Electronic Arts, Sony Interactive Entertainment, or Xbox Game Studios for more information regarding the studio. Okay, Game On has also been a long-term developer partner with People Can Fly as it has uh, pl 
played an, uh, an important role in development of the People Can Fly latest AAA title, Outriders, which was released internationally on April 1st of 2021. The acquisition of the Game On is an element of the growth strategy announced in the IPO as a trusted partner of the Game On and will enhance the, co the competence of the animations and cinematics of audio to create AAA games and compatible to development uh, several large-scale projects at the same time after acquisitions. Uh, we do not claim exclusive... Uh, on the game game not uh, game on will continue to cooperate independently with other clients in the gaming industry uh, and also remain the CEO uh, of them so that's that's one story right so they bought a the, the people basically that do the the um the cutscenes right they, they do the, all the uh the stuff okay yeah go ahead okay so people who can fly who made a game who didn't sell well all of a sudden have the funds to buy two smaller studios to help them out. All of a right. sudden, right? You didn't, you didn't, your game didn't sell well, right? We didn't get, we didn't, we didn't get the numbers that we wanted, but apparently we made the numbers to where we paid everyone back and had enough left over to buy two other companies. Well, well, this is the other story, right? Outriders, people could fly also successfully, uh, despite the, 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 the game launching in the state that it is, which is a good game. It's a good game, but they also bought another company, Okay, Illinois-based company called uh, Phosphor. Okay, the recent reports state that Phosphor is now a new addition to People Can Fly, and indicates that Outriders company purchased the much smaller studio for mysterious amount. A mysterious amount, Sarge. This makes it the seventh location in which People Can Fly now operate, with the headquarters being in Warsaw, Poland. Arguably best known for the 2011 superhero game Awkward, Phosphor was one of the best studios born out of the remnants of Midway. The team then bought the world of the original Mortal Kombat games back during the console wars, and in the early 1990s, they also, uh, although they were relatively a small, perhaps not too small, well-known of People Can Fly CEO Sebastian Wachowski, I don't that's a that's a hell of a name it right there. Sounds Polish. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, said he was looking forward to working with them and saying that the team had experience and quality. Now, the studio being bought out by the bigger company is very common practice in the industry. Just last year, Xbox Phil Spencer bought the other company. Uh, so, Phosphor, but appears to be the CEO of former... Uh, so, not only did they buy the animation company... But they also bought the Phosphor Studio Company. So here's my speculation. Okay. Now, I did say that people can fly. They probably got a good good chunk of money from Microsoft as well for being on Game Pass uh, day one launch. Okay. They probably got a good chunk of change there. So much so they, they bought a company and then they bought another company. Okay. I think this company in Illinois is going to start helping them with DLC. Because they need to make DLC ASAP, right? So they're making DLC, and then they're also making DLC. So what they're, what's going to happen is then they can do like a one-two, you know, kind of rotation and whoever else is doing it. Now, they do have seven studios under People Can Fly around the world. They have seven studios. Now, they had five. Now, they have seven. Okay? So not bad for a company that, you know, we don't even know how much they sell. They don't have to tell us. They won't tell you. Okay, but they definitely are are boosting up to make uh, DLC in the in the in the in the coming months. Would you would you concur? I would think that if you're if you're acquiring other companies already and you're only on Game Pass, the answer is they have to be selling a DLC. Well, they're not only on Game Pass; they're on all yeah. systems. Yeah, I get that, Mike. But they're on Game Pass initially, day one. It wasn't like we didn't sell well and we went to Game Pass. It was oh shit, we don't know what we're gonna sell. Let's cut a deal with Game Pass. Like, that's how it went. So in order for them to make some more cash, they have to release a DLC. Have to. 
Right. Have to. Right. Well, that's 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 exactly where I think where they're going. I think they're they're setting up themselves. Uh, and I think I think the first DLC is going to be um, lackluster. It's going to have stuff, but the next DLC after that that'll have more because they'll have more time to work on it. Uh, but they're scrambling right now. There's a major problem right now also in Outriders because people are getting booted out of the games because when you play online with people, people are running rampant doing this. So you play with random people, you do the ex expedition, and right before you get to uh, open up the chest at the end or open up the, the capsule, they boot you from the game. The host kicks you from the game. And uh, apparently, and I didn't know this was a thing. I thought it was instance, so like the loot would drop and then like I would pick up the loot and you would still have your loot there, but you wouldn't see mine obviously, but apparently they're doing it because they get more loot. Now, <clears throat> I watched a video earlier today from Open World Games, and they're talking about a mysterious patch kind of went through, and the drop rate of the legendary weapons are also not dropping as good anymore uh, since the last patch, right? And the, the, the... Surprise! Yeah, so CT15 is not dropping a legendary every single time when you, when you do it on gold. So there's a lot of people kind of seeing this and being like, what the hell's going on? And then also, they kind of went quiet about the package that was supposed to be delivered already because of people's stuff being vanished and they were going to implement it again. And they, there was supposed to be a care package, which they haven't done yet. And they've been really quiet about it. So it's interesting, between this news of buying two companies and then going dark for a couple days or weeks about what's going on with the, with the game... Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Again, I I played it. I had fun. I'm not playing it right now. I'm kind of waiting to see. Uh, but then I didn't pay for it. I played it on Game Pass. So that's that's a, a whole other topic that we could talk about another night. So Outriders uh, bought two companies. Not bad for a company that didn't know if how many copies they were going to sell uh, and then made it a beta and then released the beta, right? Um. <clears throat> Another quick quick news. Minecraft continues to grow. Okay. Minecraft is 11, 12 years old, right? Something like that. Minecraft now has nearly 140 million monthly active users and over a billion mods and add-on downloads. Okay. Um, also, the people that make the mods, like the community that makes the mods for Minecraft, they've made over $350 million uh, in selling mods. So... I thought that was pretty cool. Microsoft's revenue third quarter fiscal year 2021 is impressive and capped an incredible numbers of Xbox divisions surpassed the success of Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S and Xbox Game Pass. However, during the earnings call, Microsoft CEO said he also shared the update statistics of gaming powerhouse Minecraft, which continues to grow in a shocking rate. Now, obviously, they share numbers when the numbers are higher than they like. They'll never share numbers if it ever goes low. So this is why you get to see my, uh, Minecraft's numbers. According to uh, Minecraft, the rocketed past a previously reported 131 million monthly active users and now boasts nearly 140 million monthly active users. This year over year increased the 30% high, uh, highlights the, the strength and power of Minecraft, which almost comes despite Mojang Studios and their strange off decisions. So that's a lot of people, right? People would kill, kill to have a million people monthly, okay? They're doing 140 million active users a month. It's insane. It's insane. What do you uh, think? We need, uh, to the, we, need, we need to get to the Apple story, Apple and EA story. We got, sure. we, we got it. We got it. Uh, that's going to be at least 20 minutes. Yeah, we got, we got 20 minutes. All right, we'll do the FIFA story, okay? EA and FIFA, 
Okay, uh, mode will loot boxes is the cornerstone of the franchise in the leaked document. Okay, Electric Electronic Arts wants to push FIFA players to the FIFA Ultimate Team mode, which lets people spend real money, real-world money, and in-game currency to buy loot boxes and virtual athle uh, athletes. According to the document obtained by CBC News, loot boxes, which typically offer random collection of virtual goods and tantalizing, is often a very small chance of winning something, is also a good advantage over the other players in the game. Now, you can read two of the documents, and CBS News also, uh, CBC News has access right here. So let me read this uh the documents that they, they sent to me. Or didn't send to me, but... Okay, so the documents on this... Let me bring them up on screen. Are five things you need to know. Okay, this is a EA, EA Sports. This was inside the uh, email. Okay, we have more than... At, we, have, we have more active users at this point in FIFA than ever. 5.3 million FIFA. Well, just think about that. They have 5.3 million. Minecraft's got 140 million. The team is... Squarely focused on engaging current players through mid-September. Players will be actively ma messaged, incentivized to convert th throughout the summer. Uh, FUT is the cornerstone, which is uh, a FIFA's ultimate team. And we're doing everything we can to drive players there. The return of football is only going to help us and plans on already uh, ready to flex. Turning up the heat, the catalyst, the return of the real-world football, returning to league play will boost the ability to tie into your real world and excite players uh, for the uh, the Ultimate Team content and reflecting what's happening on the pitch. All roads lead to Ultimate Team. Content teasers, targeted uh, messages and arrive excitement, funnel players towards the Ultimate Team from other modes. Okay, Welcoming experience, update the, uh, uh, the Ultimate Team welcome pack, Content to kickstart ex uh, expressed. So many players can hit the ground running. Uh, incremental uh, assets and partner support. Compelling campaigns assets for in-game and out-game marketing to amplify summer heat, expand our reach, and commercial and uh, first-player support. Exploring cross-platform deep discount aligned with summer heat content. Uh, assets to drive uh, constant player journey from POS through ultimate conversion. So what do you think about this, Sarge? We have another. I, I we have another article on top of this of them. I, I don't. Denying. I don't think about this. I don't think about this at all because EA is a trash fire. Uh, I, I, EA hasn't made a quality product, and I can't remember how long. And they re, they rest their morals or laurels on the fact that their microtransactions float them in between their their shitty releases, right? The article that came out after this document was leaked. It wasn't leaked. It was probably from, the, some, from somebody from the company who just said, "I had fucking enough of this," and they just let it go. So I let the media get a hold of it. Is is the fact that they still deny it? They still deny yeah. there's a correlation between uh, loot boxes and gambling, even though a gambling mechanic is involved. Just because there's no actual money changing hands, the mechanic of gambling is there, and you're gauging it towards children. And so, unless we have to wait 20 years before there's degenerate gamblers who are uh, ridiculously in debt and crazy, we can't prove it, right? We have to play this game. So until there's a precedent set in this country, like there's been precedents set in Amsterdam and Germany and a few other countries where they they are putting uh, the the kibosh on the gambling mechanics. We're not going to see any change. They're going to ride this horse into the grave. They're gonna, they're not going to change, right? So the only thing you can do, right, for those of you that that want to do something, is not buy an EA product. <clears throat> like just don't, don't just don't get involved. It's just it's scummy. Right, it's scummy. You're you're not making a product. You're they are making a platform, which sells gambling mechanics to kids. It's not a product. 
It's just a platform. That's the difference. And that's why I, I can't support anything that the company does anymore. The, the, you're and and what, what, what gets me is the fact that it's it's the publisher controlling the developer, right. not the other way around. It's not the developer making a game and selling it. It's the publisher demanding that the developers do this in order for it to get done. Because right. the publisher is not making up loot boxes. It's the developer. Uh, Viking, the reason they bring up FIFA over Madden and NHL is because FIFA is the most popular game on the planet. Right, Madden's it's worldwide soccer. Acceptance. Yeah, soccer is extremely much more popular. Uh, or I'm sorry, real football is much more uh, more around the world than American football. Than, than American football. So that's that's why they use they 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 use this. So they they do deny it. They say that EA has uh, hit the the go public, accusing reports of being. Uh, um, it's, it's a fake story, misrepresentation of the facts. In a lengthy statement issued by Eurogamer, EA said, we always look for opportunities to introduce more players to the modes of our games. FIFA players are expecting fresh content that makes the service ex uh, existing. Uh, EA insisted we do not push people to spend in our games. Now, before I keep reading for the next things, uh, Big Bad Mo brought up that uh, FIFA 21 will be on Game Pass. Okay. Uh, I forget when. I think next week or maybe it's on now or, or it's coming soon. Okay, it might be in May, which is huge because think about it. If they only have 5.3 million users playing FIFA and then they come to Game Pass and now Game Pass has 23 million people and it's free now, right? Because that was the biggest problem with you have to buy a $60 game or $70 game in, on some systems, okay? And you're buying microtransactions on top of that, okay? Now... If you play Madden or FIFA, it's going to be on Game Pass. So now you're not paying upfront sixty dollars. So now the microtransactions and and stuff they feel is more, um, you know, offered that way. And on the same time, they're so happy with it because look, five point three, and now they're at twenty three million. Remember, any microtransaction that's sold now through Game Pass, thirty percent of that goes to Microsoft. Okay, so EA is very happy that they went from 5.3 to potentially 23, okay, to give 30% to Microsoft just so they can get that recurring that recurring stuff. That is the reason that they're doing what they're doing with Game Pass and why they're putting it on Game Pass, okay? That's the deal why they went EA Play is on Game Pass. They want to put they want to put stuff out there as as much as they can. So it says online international documents say that players will be actively messaged and incentivized to convert through the summer. EA defended this language, saying that the summer is very active with time within the, the Ultimate Team community, and we ensure that more of the new content and community events will game centered there. Okay, it says the new content will introduce throughout the year includes uh, extensive non-monetized rewards. EA continued decisions to spend are always entirely optional, okay, until they're not, right? Because um, when you play certain people, you want to compete with them. And if you want to compete and you don't want to grind, then you pay. That's just the way it is. It's pay to win, right? Um, so EA just constantly, constantly gives excuse after excuse. It's like arguing with your kid when you're like, clean up your room. And they're like, I can't clean up my room because, uh, you know, uh, this is on the ground. And I'm still playing with this and I don't want to play with this. And then I'll do it after this. And you're like, uh, okay, right? That's what EA is right now. They're like a child asking to get, clean up their room. And they're like, no, no. No, we don't do that, right? They're, they're, they're like, they're not predatorial. They are. They are. They, the way they do the, the ultimate team. I'm playing MLB The Show right now, and I played up against people that put... I, I, just, I beat a guy earlier today that put about $1,200 into his team, okay? Because the game's only been out for two weeks, 
and he had all 99 players on his team. Diamond, right? You have to be really fucking lucky to get all the all the things, right? Um, I beat him seven to nothing. Okay, so there there's there are people that buy stuff. Okay, and there are people that don't buy stuff, and. It just they rely the, on the whales. They rely on the whales. Oh, absolutely, like absolutely. And Bungie's making the same decision with their game now, with the transmog and the Eververse. They, they, the whales are the people that make. They make the majority of their money from like ten to fifteen percent of the population, right? And everybody else gets to gets to play the game. It's just, it's just extra. For yeah. Anybody else to right. Because they extra. could. Right. Because they could pay a dollar, pay twenty dollars, pay whatever. Right. All these companies are doing the exact same thing with the with the whales. This is a little different though because of the way they how scummy ea goes about it right it's a surprise mechanic right remember it's a surprise mechanic it's not a it's not an actual uh you know loot box system i mean that's what baseball cards are though right you, you don't know what the uh you don't know what the the odds are uh let me get rid of these stories <clears throat> what was the other story that we had to talk about we had to talk about apple uh, man the, oh, apple, the apple story store, that's it all right so apple uh, the Apple, this lawsuit that's going through right now, there's two different lawsuits, okay? Apple hit with a class action lawsuit over availability of digital purchases, right? So if you guys want to listen to a really good, um, Hogue Law does it on YouTube, you can listen to a lawyer, like, break this down, the terminology they use and everything. Um, but as far as the lawsuit goes, this is far from Apple's first rodeo. The February of this year, Apple CEO Tim Cook was instructed to appear in court for seven hours uh, disposition in relation to Epic Games' recent lawsuit against them and the tech giant. Now, there are somebody that's suing them for $25,000 because it's the terms that they use on their digital platforms, right? They say buy a movie, but this person got banned, right? They don't really go with the reason why they banned him for some reason, but he got banned and he couldn't use anything on his account, okay? So he couldn't access any of his stuff and he bought the stuff and he couldn't, download it and what apple said was they actually say that well the customers should know that they actually don't reason a reasonable customer should should know that they don't actually own the game uh, own the own the stuff right and the terminology says buy and when you buy something you should own it right whether whether it be in perpetuity or whether it be the fact that you have a you're buying the license to use it in perpetuity that's the difference i'm buying it right it gives me the right to use it right right this, but that's this, not the case. No, that's not the case. So basically, they're giving you the license. You're buying a license. So even if you didn't get banned or anything, but this is my this is my situation with with uh, Transformers Devastation, right? I bought the game, but the license ended for Xbox, so I can't access the game anymore because it's not on their servers anymore because I bought it digitally. Okay, so I bought the game digitally. I played the game. I I thought I owned the game, but I don't. Right? I paid for a license up until the point of when they decided they didn't want to pay for the license anymore in this agreement, and then I can't play the game anymore, and I have to go buy a physical copy. Okay, and even then, I don't even think you can play it anymore because it's 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 you have to get online access or some shit. Right? Same with Battleborn. You bought Battleborn. Battleborn's a digital thing. You don't own it, right? So all the games, all the things that you buy digitally, you don't own. So now they're they're talking about they might have to change the buy terminology to uh, impetuity of you know what i mean like you're, you're you're renting it you're you're not you're not owning it you're renting it you're you're leasing it whatever you're doing that and that's the way it's going to go which they don't want to use that terminology because if they I use that term, if they use I that terminology why. no one's going to buy it no one's going to spend money on it because they'll just go to a streaming service and 
and watch it or go to YouTube and, and watch it, right? Someone that owns the movie uploaded it on YouTube and then everyone else can watch it for free, right? I mean, that's that's basically how it works. So uh, the crux of this suit, though, the, the plaintiff, Dave uh, Adino, is, uh, is whether or not Apple's right to block the cons consumer's access to media that have purchased on iTunes or the App Store if the account has been suspended. Now, David's suit argued that just like Best Buy cannot come into his person's home and, and, and repossess the movie or DVD that he's such purchased okay, from it, the, the defendant should not be able to remove the digital content from its consumer's purchased folders. Even though Apple is being investigated for anti-competitive behavior in the fallout of Epic Games' lawsuit, it was also ordered that to pay damages in recent consumer's battery lawsuit, and the company appears to be saddling up once again for David's suit through, its, through the hard way of the legal system. So with the suit moving ahead, Apple has to try to claim that no reasonable consumer would believe that content purchased on iTunes will remain there forever. However, U.S. District Court Judge John Mendez dismissed this claim, stating that in common usage, the term buy means acquire to possess over something. With the in-app purchases and all the hide during the pandemic, now is not, not a bad time to decide at the court of the law whether these purchases are actually owned by the consumer or not. Judge Mendez goes on to state that the case would be dismissed because a reasonable consumer would expect the access couldn't be revoked. Fellow tech giant Microsoft recently settled the suit out of court over Xbox controller drift, which actually technically is not too late for Apple to settle out of court as well, though, has been no word yet on whether the company intends to move it in that direction. Right. Thank God for John Mendez. I'd like to send him a, a, a fruit basket. OK, because if he if he went along with Apple, that would be a huge win for those companies. Okay, but him saying no, denied. I dismiss this claim because you put by, and that means in possession. I bought this from you. I own it. I should be able to keep it forever. And that's that's the problem, right? With digital content, I got to move it to a hard drive. At least I should be able to download it on the hard drive. So I own the games. Now it should be up to me. They should give you some sort of time frame to say, hey, look, this is coming down off the server. It won't work on our servers anymore. Download the game onto your hard drive and then keep it. You know what I mean? But they don't. So we don't own anything. We don't own anything. But that's but that's part of the problem. See, they want to use the vocabulary of saying that you own a product. Meanwhile, because it's digital and it's a licensing issue, they say that once that their licensing is done on their end, that they can no longer support it on your end. So how is that different from when I bought the music and I have the disc or I have the cassette or I have it on my phone? I own the song. I bought the song. I can play it when I want. So you're telling me that if they felt like it, if I wanted to play a digital song on my on my on my device and they decided they didn't want that, they could say the device will no longer play this because the licensing has run out on it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you're basically controlling the stuff that I purchased. So you don't <clears throat> want me to own anything. No, is basically what you're saying. I, I don't own anything, anything for anything entertainment wise, movies, music or games. I don't own it. I'm basically renting it from you. Right. Right. You're right. You're renting yeah. everything. But, but you're using the term buy. Okay, hey, I'm hoping this sets a precedent, man. I'm, I, it's, I think it's time for, for people that have some cash on the side to lawyer up, and we start putting pressure on some of these gaming companies because some of this stuff just is a joke. You can't tell me I, I bought something and I don't have it. I don't have it anymore. Yeah, we're getting a little, we're getting a little ridiculous. It, it's, I, I don't know, man. I, I get a little a part of me gets a little bit, uh, not a little part, a big a part of me gets upset about this because. If I if I have money and I spend money on your product, I should have that product. Like if the world if, if something happened in the world, we lose everything, right? 
Like, I shouldn't be able to take a magnet and go over my thing and lose everything. Do you see what I'm saying? I should be able to download it and have it. And if I choose, once I have it, if I still have an Xbox that functions 30 years from now, I should be able to plug still work. I should be able to plug my thing in and be able to play my games. Okay? Still works. But all these games need to have... And this is why most of these games that come out have to be online. Okay? Not because they don't want you to own it. It's because if it's online then they're connected to that point where if they decide to shut it down, then it's done. It doesn't matter if you buy it or not, if it's single player or not, right? It has to be online so they can get the data from it. That way when they have the con when they when the license is up, they can just they know they know how long they know how they listen, they know how long people are playing the game, how long you like they, they want as all as much data as they could possibly get. That's why I take it off my hard drive completely. So the data says, well he hasn't played the game for X number of months, and right. according to according to the data, it's not even on his hard drive. He doesn't even have it on his drive. No, they took it away from him. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You you don't want them to have that kind of information. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't understand. It. It's mine. I did not go out and selling it. It's not like I bought it and then I'm reselling it. It's for personal use. It's mine. I purchased it. Yeah. It we agreed upon that when you said purchase price. And I purchased it. This this is a bad precedent uh, to to state here. Um, all right, E three. Um, these are quick stories because we're we're running out of time. E three is getting backed by other companies now. Other major companies are joining in: Activision, Bandai Namco, Sega, Xbox is on board. What do you think this means, Sarge? As far as like, look, E three was hit big big time, right? We know that Jeff Keighley's Summerfest last year was really popular. E3 is coming back. They're trying to make a comeback, right? I've always said that E3 will never go away completely. It looked like it was about to. But now these major companies are getting on board by by doing E3. Like, they don't even have to. They don't have to do E3. They can just get their own Twitter account, their own YouTube channel, their own Twitch channel, and just show you what they're doing. But they're all signing up and saying, yeah, we're, we're doing E3 this year, right? Like, why? There's got to be something of reason behind it. Why would they choose to back E3 instead of just doing their own platform where I'm, I'm watching Microsoft.com or, or, or Twitter? Well, what I, what, I, what I don't understand is most of these companies can do it themselves. It doesn't take a lot of money to rent out a small studio and just run videos and have someone talk about your games and then run videos in the background about the games you're making. Right. Like, that's not a big deal. When you're talking about E3, actual E3, you're talking about renting floor space, Right. You're talking about hauling all that crap over to the stadium or, or the convention center or wherever they're doing it. It, it. it doesn't make sense to me that they'd want to do it this way. Now, of course, maybe because of the coup and because they didn't want to be liable and nobody wanted to hang out near each other because nobody wanted that kind of liability. Right. Maybe just maybe the persons in charge of the actual E3 maybe gave them some kind of incentive. Otherwise, I don't see why you would do it. Yeah, right? I, I maybe, feel maybe maybe advertising incentives, maybe something along the way to, to like bait them to come in, because otherwise I can do this at home. Yeah. What's the benefit of me coming in and doing it? I mean, I have no evidence of this whatsoever, but I think someone called in some favors. I think someone called in some favors and said, look, if we don't get E3 going this year, we're done. We're dead in the water. We need we need some big names coming in. And Phil Spencer's like, yeah, sure, we'll we'll do it. We're we're going to we're. What's the difference if I do it on my own platform or we, or we do it with you guys, right? There's got to be something. I mean, again, I don't ever like to see any of these things just fail completely. 
I think E3 is obsolete, though, considering Jeff Keighley just did the exact same thing from his house last year. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. Zoom called, Discord, interviewed some, got some video, talked about a game, showed some footage from his home. And yet E3 is, like, trying to get all these companies together and, they're like, pulling teeth and giving favors and blowjobs or whatever they're doing to, to try to get E3 off the ground. And I just find it, I just find it very strange that that it's happening this way for E3, right? There, somebody, somebody's pulling some kind of string. That's the only way it makes sense. If 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 financially I save money by not r renting the floor space and having to haul out stuff over there, I can do it all in house. It takes two guys, uh, a, a digital setup, a recorder. That's all it takes. It's some video equipment, and I can I can I can show you my entire lineup right from my from from our office. That's it. So something. I, I agree with you to the point where there, there's some favors called in. I'll believe that because otherwise it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. I mean, B, yeah, BJ's with no reach around. Yeah, just they're just just straight up BJ's. Everyone's lonely. It's been a tough year for everybody, right? right. So they, they they don't they don't need anything else. Well, I, well, well, let's <clears throat> let's see. Tomorrow, tomorrow we're gonna see maybe if the leak is true. BF six. There's something about to say tomorrow, right, Krebs? You said something about yeah, tomorrow. Battlefield six release date leaked by insider and it could be uh confirmed tomorrow it could be confirmed tomorrow um well, so we're confirming we're confirming for a tentative release date correct correct uh -huh. so the rumor is that tomorrow battlefield is going to make an announcement on april 30th okay after that the reveal itself will take place on may 7th so it's a reveal not, for not a reveal not at not at E three. Well, no, well, no. E three. They'll they'll definitely show something at E three more. They're gonna show. They're gonna show a paraplegic monkey with an AK forty seven. That's right. Who hang who hang glides out of a blimp with a beard to attack to attack the Nazis with a beard. Yes. With a tree on its back because you know whatever. Yeah. Women clones for Battlefield six. That's right. Oh come on, Tiny Two, don't do that. You know that. You know I that just want Battlefield twenty one forty two. Yeah, that, you know that game would do. It would just be like Planet Planet Side, just worse. You know it would. You know it would. Yeah, it wouldn't do as good. We we had a conversation on uh, Gator's podcast about Battlefield six. I I look, me and me and Sarge made Gator cry. Basically, he he asked us, "What do you think about Battlefield six? We 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 said what we thought, and uh, we want Battlefield six to be good. We do. But there's problems with it because already it's on EA because it's EA. Okay. We're fans of Dice. We're fans of Battlefield series. We want it to do good. I hope it comes out and it doesn't suck. Okay. And I do hope it's on Game Pass because if it's on Game Pass, that means I don't have to fork out $60 for a game that I'll get pissed at. Like I did for the other 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 things, right? So hopefully tomorrow, April 30th, we hear some some uh stuff for the following week so on may 7th we can actually get something of of actual footage of battlefield 6 and then we can start breaking it down and then thinking about what it is and what they're going to do and uh I, listen i i said it last week and i'll say it every week until i see a trailer sell me battlefield 6 what are you going to show me and what guy are you going to have that's going to announce it and going to sell me <laughs> battlefield 6 when call of duty has modern warfare on lockdown Tell me here. Tell me what the tell me what your sales pitch is. Here's here's a part of the leak. It says that there's going to be a battle royale in this game, and I'm I'm and I'm like no no shit. Yeah, but but why? You have one of the most popular BR games on the market right now with Apex Legends. Okay, 
a free-to-play Apex Legends Battle Royale game. It's out. Very popular. They're just changing the arena mode that they, they copied from CSGO, okay? And yet, you're going to make another BR in a game? Battlefield doesn't need a fucking BR, okay? It doesn't. It didn't do good on Battlefield 5. It's not going to do good on this one. Like, you're taking away from your own Battle Royale game. Like, what is the mentality? This is what pisses me off about EA, okay? Here's the ranting part of Generation X Gaming, okay? They fucking had Battlefront, or Battlefield, okay? And they were launched Titanfall in between uh, their own launch and Call of Duty So because they, they thought they could get more people away from Call of Duty. And it suffocated Titanfall, and Titanfall went off on its way where it's a very popular game, but it didn't get to, to live its dream of, like blossoming because it got squeezed between battlefield and call of duty okay and they did it again with titanfall 2 okay so here they are with battlefield 6 right and they're like we're gonna have a br which is not coming out supposedly until 2022 the battle royale mode okay and you already have a fucking number one br from your company and yet you want to make this game compete with that game so you can what take away more from call of duty it's idiotic it's so fucking dumb and the people that work for this company are absolute idiots. I think I think the BR part of it's not going to be for console though. I think it's going to be for mobile. I think Krebsy's right. It's going to be a mobile version. That's what it's going to be. Oh no, there is a mobile version, and then there's also the BR for the thing. I look. You better believe they're going to double down. Battle Royale for oh. mobile and Battle Royale oh, for, for sure, absolutely. For sure. But they're not going to double down day one. They're going to release it with the. And by the way. They've been working on it for an extra year or an extra 18 months or whatever you want to call it. And and they said there's no there's no campaign mode. There's a battlefield game without a campaign mode. So what is it? What that's what I'm trying to say. Sell me, sell me battlefield. What is it gonna have? Right. What's it gonna have? Tiny, did you play enlisted on the Xbox or uh, on the console, or did you only play on PC? Because I played I played enlisted and I, I was enjoying it. But goddamn, the controls are are wonky as fuck on the on the console. They are they are wonky as hell. Like you you try to make the minus minute movement, it's like uh. you're like no no, uh. and it's like why? And I I went to the systems and, and and adjusted stuff. Yeah, you play on PC. I watch people play on PC. And I'm like that looks such like a better game. It looks so much like a better game on PC. The Xbox version, there's something. There's something wrong with it, man. There's just something just a... But I like the concept of it. I was like, oh, this would be cool if Battlefield came out with like this, right? But if you think about what Enlisted is, it's a fake large-scale battle because you're 10 people controlling groups with... You always have a full server. Four to six people on the group. You always have a full server. So it seems like it's bigger than it is, but it isn't. But I actually like some of the stuff they're doing, but that game is full covered in microtransactions which pisses me off because it's in beta and they have their store wide open that you can purchase anything you want from the enlisted store that's what pisses me off about that game all right i think that's uh do we have any other major i don't think we have any other major uh besides uh bobby kodak getting a pay cut for half his thing but instead of making 200 million he's only making 100 million yeah now. so so he got 200 million dollar bonus now he gets a pay cut do you do you think that 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 makes sense to me? Like he got paid already. Him getting a pay cut until what? Until he decides to walk away with his golden parachute? How long is the pay cut for? Right, what? right. for the contract, five years, yeah, whatever, right. whatever it is. I, I want to give you two hundred million dollars. Let, let, let's let's say his salary was. Let's just say it's ten million dollars or twelve million dollars a year. Let's just say right, right. He got like ten years worth of money. 
Right. He got a pay cut. So I'm supposed to feel better as I'm, if, I'm, if I'm a if I'm an actual investor. Oh well, thank God Satan got a pay cut, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about him for a while. Like, get the fuck out of my face, <laughs> um, Satan. Another story, real quick. Uh, uh, rumored that the uh, IO Interactive, uh, the people that make uh, Hitman, are working a deal with Xbox in the future. We don't know much about it. Uh, it's it's rumored right now. Um, we could see something working with them. Um, upcoming uh, upcoming event: Forza for Horizon Five, Halo Infinite, Starfield. Um, oh, oh, don't don't forget on the Olympics this year. Don't forget there's a new division, and they're using Gran Turismo. Yeah, yeah. As Gran. as the game they're going to use for people to compete in <clears throat> the first ever video game portion of the Olympics yeah, because Grant, yeah. kids playing video games is now athletic. Gran Turismo will be featured as an Olympic competition this year. The International Olympic Committee, the IOC, has announced that a new series of virtual sporting events that will take place ahead of Tokyo Olympics called the Olympic Virtual Series. No, this doesn't mean that the League of Legends just became an Olympic sport. What happening is that the IOS is partnering with five international sports uh, federations to host a virtual competition in games featuring their sport. The Olympic Virtual Series will kick off on May 13th and run through June 23rd, and their lineup and federations that will make the games hosting events for, as we know for, Federation International Automobile will host Gran Turismo competition. Um... They'll also do a World Series Baseball Softball Confederation will host a competition for Konami's eBaseball Powerful Pro Baseball 2020. World Sailing will host a competition of virtual regatta. Uh, regatta? Regatta? Yeah, regatta. It's regatta. Uh, an online sailing regatta sailing simulation game. And World Rowing doesn't officially have a game attached to it yet, but press release say that vaguely that it would also have an open format of an APR spokesperson tells The Verge the details about a rowing world rowing competition are forthcoming. So there's five games. I missed the Union uh, International, the host competition of Z Zwift. Z-W-I-F-T, which is offers a virtual cycling and running course to use indoor exercises. Okay, so these are all new things that are part of the virtual uh, virtual Olympic series. So there you go. If you guys wanted to be a virtual, if you guys ever wanted to be an Olympic athlete, let me tell you, there's this cool program out there that if you take this certification for $400. I heard about that. Yeah, you could also become an Olympic, uh, Olympic uh, person on an esports team. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, the last topic I want to talk about. Okay, we're a little over, but it's okay. It's our show, and I don't care. I'm not Disney Plus. So I'm going to keep on going here. What is Epic Games Metaverse? And is it worth billions of dollars? Now, those of you that don't know what's going on, I, 30 and still gaming, talked about the Metaverse way, way before anybody else did. Okay? On their blogs and their things. I talked about this about three years ago. I said that... They're doing something with Fortnite where they're going to make it like a community-based thing. And I compared it to Second Life. And for those of you that don't know what Second Life is, okay, Second Life was a world that you could go into and people made their own servers. They made their own lands. They made their own shops. They made their own MMOs. They made their own uh, role-playing games. They made all of these things where the metaverse is basically Ready Player One. Okay, now... Not the Ready Player One where you're putting the gear on your face and, you're, and you're, you're merging yourself into the game, but the metaverse itself is that you are a character in a video game and you're basically there 24-7, okay? You're, you're eating, sleeping, shitting while you're in this, in this game, okay? People that played Second Life lived in Second Life. Like, 
They look like me, but in game, they were like a supermodel. And they were the most famous person in the world. And they owned their own land. And they owned a nightclub. And they owned a bar. And they owned a, like all of this stuff. That's what the metaverse is, right? So what is the metaverse? What is, what is Epic trying to do? Here it says, who is trying to build this metaverse? Right now, there's a lot of space that already exists. And they're kind of like uh, hypothetical metaverses, okay? But aren't quite there yet. You might already be thinking MMORPG like World of Warcraft, where hundreds of users interact together in virtual world in real time, which has its own economy. It does tick some of the boxes, but World of Warcraft isn't uh, obscure like that, right? It still is a closed system. And furthermore, you can't hold everyone at once. Now, WoW and other MMOs just like that still have split people to different servers and increased in order of function depending on how the structure of most MMOs aren't a, pres a persistent world. Okay, they frequently reset back to form state at uh, one, one reason or another. The number of the other games have toyed with the idea of different ways through the top are Second Life. Huh, look at that. And in, in, uh, in IMVU, Minecraft especially, okay, and Roblox have tried to make prototype metaverses where they own outside literally video games. A number of other major tech companies are dipping in as well. You likely already participate in some degree in Google's efforts in, interconnected with all the online systems, apps, tools, and commerces. Facebook is involved with VI Oculus VR and Facebook Horizon Initiative, and everybody who is up for something involving in the cloud, cloud gaming and otherwise, is probably thinking about it. This is the same, same degree. Of course, one of these things... As part of the platform, making a closed virtual space doesn't meet the qualifications. Now, the metaverse needs to be uh, up, uh, uh, to meet the own definition. Okay, so just setting up another persistent virtual world in the video game doesn't cut it. So, no Fortnite isn't a metaverse either. Just as because it's limited to 100 people per match. Now, Fortnite is still battle royale video game where the players are very specific things, and you can't log into Fortnite and do anything else it already is coded to do in the rules of the game. So, why is the IP crossover giant Travis Scott? concerts and general use of social spaces are a good sign fortnite isn't nor will eventually literally become a metaverse not by itself but what fortnite can be powerful tool is a puzzle piece of a of a lever to move the tech industry in the direction of the metaverse sweeney is trying to build i believe and i haven't even read the rest of the article yet i believe that sweeney is using fortnite because it's still in beta Doing these concerts, they had that little uh, island area where people were coming. There was like shops in there and the different areas to, to have. There was a go-kart track and there was like a shooting range and there was all these other things. Okay. I believe that Sweeney's next game that he'll announce sometime soon. Look at the engine they're using for Mandalorian. Okay. With the Unreal Engine. Look at the system he talked about where he said that we can make things easier for game developers to make realistic photorealistic stuff okay yep. look at what fortnite technology is doing with the metaverse with x-men right what they did with with the avengers and what they do with the dc characters now they have with the god of war and then they have all these other characters all coming into the into the spectrum when you watch ready player one you saw other characters in that movie that were other video game forms of themselves but they were all ips were in one little virtual world right that's what Sweeney's building. I believe he's building this with the face technology they bought, right? Because they bought the face technology. They have the yep. body uh, animation uh, thing that they bought. They have yep. the, the the systems that they're putting in place. They have Fortnite testing the we're stuff. Looking, we're looking we're looking at the beginnings of Ready Player One. Yes, and I believe Epic. I believe Sweeney is literally. He wants to make Terminator. Basically, he wants to make the uprising of of Ready Player One in that state. Like he wants to make the virtual world in his in his vision okay 
with the money that he's making, because he's godlike now with the money they're making. They're making trillions of dollars, okay? Trillions of dollars, okay, with with skins in Fortnite, okay? I believe this is what they're doing with with the... Uh, that's my that's my metaverse that I think they're doing. Okay, so it says, "What is Epic's plans for metaverse?" Okay, with the talks of breaking down barriers, it should be pretty clear that Sweeney and Epic's current flight with Apple over payment systems in Fortnite. The Apple is also in V Bucks. Sweeney is trying to get all major tech companies on board with his vision of interconnected in a vision outlined in detail of Dice talk last year. The last decade, Fortnite has helped pioneer this vision by. Uh, by being among of the first truly cross-platform games prior to the lawsuit, players could also play Fortnite on any major platform. Their purchases from a platform could carry over to another, and they could also simultaneously be with their friends across the platforms. The real sticky points of this payment system and the revenue share issues with CNE is currently taking Apple to court over. If he wins, that's another wall uh, knocked down and another step towards the true interconnective. If he can't get a consumer tech companies on board, willing as they did with the console giants, well, maybe the courts can make this happen for him, right? So this is why it makes sense why he went after Apple. He's trying to knock down these walls to make everyone interconnective, right? Yep. What do you what I mean, do you, what do you think of this a, with the metaverse, Sarge? Well, because I agree with you. I don't, I don't have a, a thing to push back on because you make good points. The pieces of the puzzle are there. The photorealism. The facial recognition, the body the amount recognition, of money, yeah, yeah. The, right, the body recognition, the, the the money that they have in order to to experiment and to push engine development, to making up a better engine for other people to make games easier with, which we talked about. We said that games aren't aren't difficult to make; they just want to make things easier, right? Right. Creations of worlds easier. It it makes sense. I mean, what else are you gonna do with that money? Well, I mean, what else are you gonna do? Listen, if he, if he's throwing three hundred, four hundred million dollars down the drain just for people to get eyeballs on his products. Right. We're, right. we're, 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 right. Listen, I'm watching Disney characters in robot form. I'm listening to patents over here of AI construction. <laughs> I got Epic over here with the facial recognition and the body recognition. Like, if you put all the pieces together, what, what do you think we're going to? Right. Right. It's, it's crazy. But I know this seems like a small little story right now, but I'm telling you, like two years from now, we're going to look back at this and Sweeney's going to make Ready Player One. He's going to make Ready Player One. Right, the technology they built with the virtual room for the Hollywood, with the with the and stuff like all that is just two steps. Like it's just two. It's does your house in your in your in your house could be that. Do you know what I mean? And the more they make, the price comes down. The things come down, and the virtual they make movies, they make video games. They all become kind of merged together. It's all. I one think. What, I think. <clears throat> I think the the. The road it will follow is he will have the beginnings of like what a Ready Player One is, and only a small percentage of people will actually understand it and be able to function with it. So <clears throat> on the side of that, in order to acclimate people who don't understand what the fuck is happening right now, they'll have augmented reality games either on their phone in VR mode or games in their house. They'll have an augmented reality. That's what it'll yeah. be. And so that will be the acclimation point. You'll be in AR for a while until you understand what the hell's going on, and then we put you in the suit, and you see what VR is. Yeah. Fox asks, uh, 30 and Star, do you think this is awesome or frightening if they make it IRL Ready Player One? I, I mean, that's where, that's where we're headed. I don't know. I don't yeah. see how you guys can see it either way. You guys think that we're going to go backwards? Like, it doesn't work yeah. this way. <clears throat> Unless a bomb drops on us, and or we get an electromagnetic, electromagnetic pulse, and we go back 50 years. Like, we're only going in one direction. It, I got look look at look at the pieces. Look, look, look at the pieces. To answer your question, it's 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 harder to not 
answer your question without getting political about it, right? Like the state of the world that we're in right now, like I live in Florida. We're not as closed down as many other states are, right? There's states out there that are locked down still, countries out there that are still locked down. They're still in their house. They're in a 800 square foot apartment they haven't left in a year, right? I believe that all these steps are all it's it is frightening. It is frightening because if if you hate where you are and someone can provide you with an escapism. Yeah. Okay. Think about and, it. And get you into this, let's just say they get you into this realm with VR, right? The Oculus is coming down, right? Things are happening where things are happening where you're not making money, but they they put you in this world. And then you you're working from home, and then you can do stuff from home, and then all of a and sudden I, now and I, can, and I can travel from home. Right. I don't have to. I don't actually get on. I have to get on a plane. I can travel to wherever right. I want to go because they have stuff over there. Got cameras and stuff over right. there. I can I can travel anywhere and, and, I want. And then then people you're home, and then they can control you more at home because all you do is put the VR headset on, or you sit in front of your TV, and then they yes. advertise stuff for you, That's and they it. tell you to purchase stuff, and they do all these things and. The, there's a lot that can happen that are bad, but they think it's good because they're providing you a service. And if you look at Ready Player One, there's literally like guys selling off their kidneys and stuff just so they can get the, the next greatest gear so they can get better gear inside so they have money, you know? And then what's his name? He gets his arm chopped off and all the gold's like shooting at his arms because that's everything he owns in the virtual world. You know what I mean? Like... That's that's where it's going. Like that's why I bring up Second Life. Second Life is literally the world for some that people. Ahead, that, that was ahead. That was ahead of its time. Way ahead of its when, time. When Second Life came out at that time, that was ahead of its time. Listen, if if look at look at all the beginnings of the transition. Besides Epic, look at look at the world generator for the flight sim. Yeah. Right. If if the world that's that's the first rendition. Imagine the tenth rendition of that world simulator. Right. So I can put a, I could put some I could put the goggles on between the photorealism and mapping of the real world. I can go on a trip to a place and not even go. Yep. I can be there. What about I what about this, there. Sarge? Right, photorealism like you're talking about. We live we live 180 miles away, but if I put my VR headset on, and we can go to South Beach, right? We can go wherever you want. Walking right. together, just like we did with the void. When I looked at you, you were in Star Stormtrooper gear. Right. But now you're in your home. And when you look at me, I'm in my gear and I could be in a right. nice suit or I could be somewhere. We go to virtual Vegas or we can go to virtual. Do you see right. what I'm saying? It's not. This who, is not. Who doesn't people. want to fucking sign up for this? This is not far fetched. This is this is the direction we're headed. This is the direction. we're headed. This sounds crazy, but this is the direction we're headed. Yeah. No, it, you, you might think we're crazy. You wouldn't be wrong, but. I'm telling you, this is this is where it's going. And this is this is it's still far off because virtual reality is still expensive. But the new virtual reality Gator was talking about a couple weeks ago on our uh when on on his show, he he had the quest or whatever it's called, the quest version two. He's like, there's no wires. You can just put it on and you could just he's like, it's amazing, right? That's still three hundred dollars. Right? You still need a computer, you still need stuff to but that that's where it's going. There's an episode of Black Mirror that was similar to what you're talking about. I don't even know what Black Mirror is. I've never even heard or seen Black Mirror. But that's what. But that's what we're talking about, Duel. But we're talking about eventually you will be able to interact with people. You'll just be interacting inside the simulation, inside the game, or inside the metaverse that they're talking about. Duplus, look at this. Uh, GX, G, GCX. They're doing a virtual conference 
virtual virtual conference this summer for GCX where you can sit at home and be an avatar and meet you in the virtual world and I can talk to you in the virtual world, right? It's it's Discord or whatever, but I can physically see your your avatar. Like imagine just going into Destiny's Tower and my, my I walk up to you, but now I'm I'm living in that world. Like I'm in that world. I am the character. Yeah, who right? doesn't who doesn't want to do that? Who's not who doesn't want to sign up for that? That's I don't want to interact with virtual people. It's not, but they're not they're not virtual. Right. It's the real person, it just would, the avatar of yeah, what they are. Whatever you would be. If right. you've never if you've never played Second Life, it's hard to it's hard to explain. Yes. Second Life literally made you feel like you were a completely different person. You could be anybody in Second Life. I could be a real estate mogul. I could be a club owner. I could be a shop owner. I could be anyone I wanted to be on that side. I could make myself look how I if I wanted long flowing hair, I could make my avatar look with long flowing hair. If I'm a fat guy in real life, I can make myself a super good looking guy inside uh, the game, right? Whatever makes the person feel like they're they're better than their world that they're living in right now. That's what the metaverse is, right? That's what the metaverse is. If I want to be Spider Man, I could be Spider Man. Okay. <clears throat> All right, that is the episode. Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 261 is in the can. I do appreciate everyone coming out. If you like this episode, please make sure you hit that like button. Uh, if you like, please like, share, subscribe. All those are free to do. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you become a member. We do four episodes a month almost. We do 40, about 48 episodes a year. All right, This is episode 261. We're coming up to our eighth anniversary. All right, do you understand that? We started in 2015. I know you're looking at it like that doesn't make sense. 2015 to 2016, 2016 to 17, 17 to 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, right? We're starting our eighth year, okay? Starting May May 24th. He just held up six fingers. No, no, no. no. He's saying eight. 2015 to 2016, 2016 yeah. to 2017, 17 yeah, okay. to 18, 18 I, to I 19, 19 to 20, 20 to 21. That's seven. 21 yeah. to 22. We're going into... We're going yeah, into it, our eighth year. So still held up, still held up six well, fingers. Yeah, okay. I, I can't count very good. So, but we're going into our eighth year. Okay. Starting May 24th, which is uh which is pretty 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 insane. Um, so if you'd like to go above and beyond that, four ninety nine. Yeah, math is hard. Math is hard, right? Four ninety nine yeah, a month uh, gets you uh, access to our Discord, all the all the different uh, things that we have in the Discord, uh, all the different uh, servers and stuff. It, Discord is free, by the way. You can go in our general. You can submit new stories. You can put your gamer tag on there to help with the community uh, and play with each other on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, whatever. You guys can have a community there and talk. Uh, I'm very active on Discord. I do appreciate you guys uh, submitting the stories. 92, 92 stories were submitted this past week, which is... It's, it's insane. I appreciate it. I, I, I appreciate it very much. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm. Uh, you can follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey over on Twitter. You can follow me at 30 and Still Gaming on Twitter. You can follow me over on Twitch at 30 and Still Gaming, and you can also follow us here, uh, right here on YouTube. I appreciate it very much. Uh, don't go anywhere, because this show will end, and then me, Brain, and Sarge are going to be playing Second Extinction. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs with guns. Playing dinosaurs. Dinosaurs with guns. And by the way, we don't care if you guys how you guys interact with the stream, but we ask that you push a thumb. We don't care which thumb you press, as long as you press a thumb. We yeah. don't care. Thumbs but up. Please thumbs interact down. with the site. 
Uh, it helps us out. Share, share the, share the podcast. Maybe, maybe you don't like somebody and maybe you're like, you know what? These guys are assholes. I want to send it to somebody that they, and I'm going to, I'm going to send it to them. Uh, share, share the site. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Take care guys. Gaming.